Hey, what's up? This is Matt from Exhumed. You're listening to Corey Gorechrist and Dr. Vincent West on the Phantasm Podcast. So turn that shit up, dude. This is Reggie Bannister from Phantasm. And you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast with an F with Corey and Vincent. <laughs> Hottest love. Hey, this is Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under. You're listening to Corey Gorechrist and Dr. Vincent West on the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Keep listening, or I'll kill you. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. Corey Gorechrist with me, Dr. Vincent West. Greetings, salutations. Hello. And, uh, wow. Awesome shit for you guys. We have Matt Harvey of Exhumed on the show. For you guys, great interview. Uh, we discuss uh, Exhumed's new record, Death Revenge, which is out now on Relapse Records. Uh, listen to it; it's perfect time of year for that album to come out. It dropped on Friday the thirteenth, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, listen to it ever since. Um, perfect, perfect album to drop that time of year, and all through Halloween and stuff. We have a pretty good discussion with Matt about. His little Halloween escapades and uh, his movie picks around the time of year um, really is the, the the breaks in the record. The little um, interludes are really tasteful and they sound great. Uh, really adds to the the story that they're trying to uh, tell in the album, which is you know it's a concept record, obviously about a you know old grave digger tales from Scotland and shit. Which it's a, you know a true story. I think it's really neat. Um, and it really sets the mood and it puts you in that time period whenever they, um, you know, whenever you hear the record, it really puts you in that time frame. And I think it's really neat. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> the pictures, the the photos in the album are, are really cool. And they have, uh, instead of band photos, there's all those, like, all this artwork they paid to have oh, it's done great. and it's stuff. Great. Yeah, it's really <clears throat> nice. The cover art's awesome, too. The movie we have, very special, one we've been holding in the vault for a long time. And uh, here you see uh, Tom Savini on screen. Your favorite actor. As the creep uh, doctor. This is from my vault, but... Doctor, what do we got for Creep show two. <laughs> Welcome to creep show two. Stephen King. I mean, what is it? And George Romero. I've never seen nothing like that before. Are at it again. <laughs> Show 2, rated R. We'll be seeing you. Starts tomorrow. Check local newspaper for show times. 1987. Michael Gornick, who was a cinematographer for the first Creep Show, and also Dawn I prefer of, this Creep Show. Also too. Dawn of the Dead. I like this Creep Show. Huh? I think it's good. I always put this hat up because Tuna was eating it. Oh, well. Tuna likes to eat my hats. So he, okay. didn't, he didn't eat it, but he had it down there chewing on it. Well, Tuna was eating my black craft hat, so that's good. It's okay. Uh, thank you for saving it. Love you. I came home and he was eating it. <laughs> well, he, had, you know, he was hungry, so. 
uh, awesome intro here. It, it turns into uh, animated, like the comics, but it's more. I don't know. It reminds me. I of, like this one more. It's than like I a Scooby Doo. I do too. I think the first one had a kind of better storytelling. I like the stories better a little bit. This one's actually more. Uh, <coughs> the the stories are definitely more unique this time. I'm going to be the asshole. I think, and I love George Romero. No disrespect to him whatsoever, no, no. or Stephen King, but. I prefer this. I think this is a better film. It is. That's what I was saying. Like, I think the storytelling is a little better in the first one because I like the characters a little more. But this one is more serious. It's not as... I saw this one. This was new, too. Yeah. I mean, I saw the first one. It was new as well. But it's one of those things where it's like... I don't know. I thought this was gorier. That's what, yeah, it's, it's a lot more of a serious movie than the other one. Like, it, the stories are a lot more complex. And, you know, you got David Holbrook, which is awesome. Um... And of course, Stephen King makes a makes an appearance in there. Um, Who is Stephen King in this film? Uh, Obviously, Tom Savini. For those at home that don't know, he's the spoiler creep, alert. Yeah. He's the creep. Yeah, which is funny. But who is the? Uh, yeah, because he is creep. kind of a creep. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a creep's birthday recently too. Yep. Howard Burger, yep. Howard Howard Burger. Awesome. We had Frenches, but Howard Burger rules. Um, <clears throat> who is that though? Do you remember his name? Because I don't remember his. He's very quick in it. I want to say because. I, mean, I don't know if we should look this up or not. I have no idea where to tell people where he's at in the film because I actually don't. Isn't know. he? He's a driver, I think. Is he? Or he's in that one? I don't even know what skit he's in. I don't know which uh, this anthology. If you guys have never seen, I want to say he's in the hitchhiker scene. He's in the hitchhiker one. I think he's one of the guys that sees him get hit, like the hitchhiker. Really? I feel like. I don't see, know. I don't know. I really don't know. It's been a little. We, while. You know what? If we don't, or I tell you what, don't tell me, and let's see if I can pick him out of the film. Oh, you'll be able to tell it's him totally. As much as I've seen this film, I, I can't believe that I don't know. Who yeah, he is he's, he is. He's, no he's the uh, he's the truck driver. Sorry. Yeah, he's the. Uh, it's not like you said. Can I use your truck driver? Well, because I said truck driver. Can I use your truck driver? Thank you. What truck driver? Five. I think that, but that's Five. that's probably the same. I don't know what scene he's in. I mean, it's, obviously, it's obviously he's the meteor shit guy in the first yeah. one, based on stories by Stephen King. Yeah, he's the he's the truck driver. He is a truck driver he's from the, the hitchhiker scene. But. Okay, then there you go. That's he like runs so out after they get hit. Yeah. Well, here's some fun facts for we have any James Bond fans at home. The the oh. chick. She's she's peeping. We got Creep Show Two on the TV, and with Mrs. Gorkrest and her friend is a Peep Show Two. Okay. Been taking pictures of my butt for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. But that, that that had the that makes me the creeper. Lois, yes, but not Tom not Savini. Tom Savini. No, not Savini. That's you know, bad. But you had make the, sure you pay the fine lady. Exactly. Yeah. You had uh, the 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 lady from the Hitchhiker scene. Lois, she was uh, Holly Goodhead from Moonraker. Wow. And you see, see her tits. That's some Doctor West knowledge. Yeah, yeah it's, and, and it, I love. That's my favorite Bond film. But I didn't know that. Yep, never made the decision. That is, that's who that is. Old Chief um, what, uh, Woodhead. That's a really good one. Obviously, the 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 scenario we're in right now. This is the one. <coughs> I always forget. This he, is the first was, one. He was in the Naked Gun movies. Yep. Um, that's where I know him from as a kid. Yeah, I always forget sure this is, this is the first kid. That dude's still alive, then I'm fucking... <clears throat> no. This, no this one's actually... I don't know, it's cool, but it's not really good till the end. It's kind of just like a... I guess, you know, it's not 
What this film? It's not like home. It's like a robbery thing for like a long time. Oh, you it's mean this? Of, this? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool. Wouldn't have. I like it. No, it's great. It's just very intense. Like it's all of this is, and I, you know, it's built up over time. This this part. It's not as quick as the other ones. Um, you know, this one. It's definitely cool. takes it's a its cool time. thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of neat stuff on it, and there's a lot of cool stuff that's on that scene that's with that too, which is awesome. But I don't think he's like every time that you have a different actor that's in the film, and then they'll move stuff around and they do stuff where he's in that film. <laughs> it's right. The if you can hear it, the neighbors are like actually murdering them, each other upstairs. So. It actually does sound like they're killing each other. They always are. I don't. I know. If they, like in a slasher, they film. have like Tourette's or they're like retarded. I, you know. No, you're good. Like I don't know what their deal is, but it's it's all right. I no think, worries. But he was in... Phantasm Headquarters is always busy. Naked Gun, Naked Gun 2, <clears throat> and Naked Gun 3. He was in all those. And, uh, Such, like, humble characters. I always want to call him George C. Scott. That's not who that is. That's the dude mm-hmm. from Exorcist 3. But whatever. Right. <clears throat> no, that's good stuff. And this is a great movie. Uh, super excited uh, having Matt Harvey on again. Uh, just to talk awesome. about the new record. Fucking love Death Revenge. If you guys haven't heard it yet... It's out now. It's on Relapse Records. God, it's... It's the best exhumed record I think they've ever done. It's really close, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Slaughter Cult guy. I love it. And uh, Gore Metal, you know. The old stuff. But this, and we, we talk about it on the interview with him, this is like, you know, having Ross back really makes a big difference. And not to say that the other bass players before that haven't been great, because they have been. And they've, you know, Exhumed's never put out a bad record. They really haven't. And But this one definitely goes back to the... The old ways of exhumed it definitely brings back the more old school touch to it, and it's it's a lot raunchier because of it. And the story that they are telling is is classic exhumed, you know, just grave robbing, and it's just, it's just raunchy. So you know, definitely pick it up or or at least really listen good. to the fucking thing. It's perfect. <coughs> it's great. Catch them on tour. They're going to be you know they're out with Black Dahlia Murder and Necrot and uh, Decrepit Birth right now. Um, then they're going out with Archaic, which will be. Uh, We'll be going to cover those shows. So, uh, always be on the lookout for Phantasm in your neck of the woods too, Uh, because we'll we'll be covering that. So that'll be fun. Uh, Always good to see those guys, and we haven't seen Matt in person in a really long time. So, no, I think the last time we saw him, at least when I did, it was. I think you went to a different show. No, it was the same one. Yeah, it was them and uh, Noise and Obituary and Carcass, and that was a really good show too. so yeah, this will be a nice, uh, um, be a nice touch. Really excited. Uh, yeah, George Kennedy. That's who that guy is. I love George Kennedy. He's he actually so much shit. He actually died last year. <coughs> That's depressing. February. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's weird to to bring this up. This creep show too came around around this time last year. Yeah. So here's Phantasm. We always we have to wait. Sometimes it's not you know. Yeah, I just now opened it because I really wanted to watch it around Halloween. So I, I was like, you know what? We're going to do this on the podcast. And I was like, let's just give it to Matt Harvey. It's perfect for him. It sets the tone of Exhumed itself. And I really think that this... this See that can of veg all that was right there? Yeah. I used to eat veg all out of the can. It's crazy. It's gross. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it's just cool, man. I, it's a great movie and it's perfect. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll forgive me my cough tonight. Um, I'm trying to remember who that guy is. Okay, so 
on this, this scene, like the robber guy. Is it Curly? Is that the guy? That's not him. Night of the Kick Fighters, huh? I don't know what the guy's name is. <clears throat> ben White Moon. Okay, we're going to do some, some facts on this bitch. Uh, ben White Moon, which is Frank. May 1st, 87 was when this was released. Salcedo died a year theaters. after. He died a year after my 19th birthday. A day and a year after. Unlike the first film, Creepshow 2 only contains three stories instead of the original. Two more stories, Pinfall and Cat from Hell, were set to appear in the film but were scrapped due to budgetary reasons. However, they later were filmed and put in Tales from the Dark Side of the movie. Hmm. Which I did not know. That doesn't exist on Blu-ray either, Tales from the Dark Side of the movie. At least I don't think it does. Which had no involvement with Stephen King or George Romero entitled Creepshow 3... The film was also David Lamour's last film before her death, and Dorothy Lamour, excuse me, in uh, 1996. Anyway, I did you know the uh, I'm gonna the voice of the creep is Joe Silver. No shit, it's goddamn awesome. That is awesome. That my uh, produced everything. Damn Cronenberg fame. He's the Shivers and uh, Rabid. Oh, I thought you said Joel Silver. No, Joe Silver. But Joel Silver's produced like every goddamn movie, action movie from yeah. here to. No, he was uh, Murray on Rabbit and uh, Rolo on Shivers. All right, I'm going to jump right into this. If it's okay, we'll get a mix it up tonight. I'm going right into the albums of 1987. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going. Which we've done. The, the movies? No, <clears throat> we're going to do the movies as the highlight of this. Okay. Because it's the, a little bit different. Honestly, the CDs is going to take me like two seconds <clears throat> to do. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah, because, guys, if you, uh, you know. We always do this every episode, whether we've done the year or not. First-time yeah. listeners or not, uh, for those of you, you know, it's about to happen. We always do try to take you back to the <clears throat> the year that the movie's out, see what other movies were out during that year, and also uh, albums, whatever you can pick up at the record store. Right, we're going we're so, to start with the music. <clears throat> let's do the music first this time. Voivod Killing Technology. Oh, <clears throat> that's my favorite. Venom Calm Before the Storm. Awesome. Hall of the Mountain King by Sabotage, the late great Chris Oliva from Florida, one of the best guitarists ever, I think. Fuck yeah. Uh, Judas Priest, Priest Live, Cacophony featuring Jason Becker oh, and man. Marty Friedman in their stuff. band. Speed Metal Symphony is the name of the album. Uh, Keel Keel, self-titled from Keel. Uh, the Eyes of Horror from Possessed. Dio, yeah. Dream Evil. Sepultura, Schizophrenia. Eyes of Horror earlier today. <clears throat> Pentagram, Day of Reckoning, Wasp, Live in the Raw, Necro Death, Into the Macabre, Dawkin, Back for the Attack. Fuck yeah. Rest in Peace, Corner, their debut. The 500 ADP, Garage Days from Metallica, which is probably the last cool thing of theirs I ever bought. <laughs> uh, Pleasures of the Flesh, my favorite Exodus record. Awesome. Crazy Night from Kiss, one of my favorite Kiss records, so I saw that too. Sure. Um, Razor Fist and Yell from Alice Cooper. Udo's Animal House, Permanent Vacation from Aerosmith, Man of War Fighting the World, Def Leppard Hysteria, Are You There? This album, last time I saw them in concert, Steve Hare. Uh, Clark was still alive. Uh, Overkill Taking Over, Testament the Legacy, Bathory Under the Sun of the Black, Death Scream Bloody Gore, Nightfall from Candlemass, Into the Pandemonium from Celtic Frost, Fuck yeah. Sanctuary Refuge Denied. <clears throat> And my favorite album from 1987, 
Abigail from King Diamond. Fuck yeah, dude. That's got to be honorable. Honor two honorable mentions though. <clears throat> Even though this isn't metal, White Snake, White Snake, which had Here I Go Again on it, which I love that record. It's the last album that John Sykes uh, recorded guitar on from uh, <clears throat> any of his amazing things that he ever did. And then Laws Rocket, Know Your Enemy, an underrated uh, Bay Area band, and Black Sabbath, The Eternal Idol, another honorable mention. The first awesome. album to feature one of my favorite. Priest vocalist, that, or excuse me, Sabbath vocalist that everybody seems to hate, and uh, which is Tony Martin, who I love. He's great. Yeah, I really do think he's great. And, that's it, and the music on those records are fantastic. Movies. This this really ties everything together. Just what we earlier, we're gonna do a little segment later where we we discussed a few things before we we started film you know, uh, recording this um, <clears throat> that we'll get into. But it's kind of cool how it plays into this actual year and the movies itself. <coughs> <clears throat> but I'll, you know, I'll get to all that. But '87 was a fantastic year for film. Um, but yeah, a lot of this ties into everything. You know, the Doctor will see what I'm talking. Can about. Can you name my favorite comedy from 1987? Starring, I'm going to try to do that. Starring first. one of your favorite actors. I'm going to get to it first. Raising Arizona. Nope. Not that one. Nope. Well, we'll start out with movies with from 1987. Nicholas Cage is one of your favorite actors. So this is one of your favorite. I like him. Yeah, but he's this guy's one of your favorite all-time actors is in this film. Okay. He's one of the stars. There's two stars in it. Okay. It's uh, a remake of an old television show. Hmm. And it's hands down my favorite comedy from 87. I don't know. Um, I can tell you. And I'm trying to look on here. Basically, first, we save the horror for last. We'll do everything else first. Yep. That's what we do. Um, see, I honestly don't know. Which one Dragnet. Oh, Dragnet. The, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Tom Hanks. Yep. When Tom Hanks was still a comedic actor, which I wish he had stayed because... Yeah, well, he makes more money. I know, I get it, but he was so funny. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's, let's do the official breakdown. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Love it. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Love it, even though most people hate it. Battery's not included. Can't deal with it. Love it. Uh, Harry and Henderson's, which I believe is one of my first horror movies I ever watched, because that movie scared the fuck out of me, because that, that Bigfoot I couldn't deal with. It's a weird movie. It is weird. Uh, I'll save that one. One of my favorites, Living Daylights, Timothy Dalton. His first. Yep. Great movie. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Love it. You got Raising Arizona, as I said. Uh, Good Morning, Vietnam. Did you ever notice when I, you were talking so much, I started reading the vomit bag? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spaceballs. Love it. It's classic. Uh, <coughs> Wall Street. I fucking love Michael Douglas. I think he's the shit. My favorite part of that movie is Daryl Hannah in a Garter Belt and Stockings. Thank oh, you, yeah. Gennot. I'll also love Charlie Sheen. Yep. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, love it. The Running Man. Lo- My favorite Oh, it's nasty. Schwarzenegger film. It's nasty. That's my favorite Schwarzenegger film. Uh, another Michael Douglas gem, Fatal Attraction. It's also a good wacky film. That's a good movie. That's a good whack-off film. Uh, Dirty Dancing. It's classic. I like that. Whether you like it or not, it's good. Yeah. Princess Bride. You got Lethal Weapon. Princess Bride I could never get into. Lethal Weapon I love. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite movies. I can quote it more than a lot of movies I can I can quote. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Great movie. 
Did wow. you know that that movie? I want to tell a fun fact for everybody out there, real, real quick, about that film. <coughs> Anthony Michael Hall, who I had the pleasure of meeting when you met right. him uh, several years ago, he told me he was actually supposed to star in that film. That's crazy. Kubrick wanted him in the film, and the studio forced him to use the guy that they did, which I don't like. For that Joker guy. or whatever. No, no the 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 main guy that's in that film. Yeah, the guy that plays Joker. Yes, yes, correct. It's uh, uh I can't think of Matthew name. Modine. No. Yeah, that's Joker. No, he was supposed to be the the pile. He was supposed to be. Oh, Vincent Enough. Yeah, character. Really, he was supposed to be Gomer. He Pyle? was supposed to be him. It's weird because Gomer Pyle's like that. I, I don't know. Thought you make fun of him. Follower. What? The guy Morgan's on the phone with when she passed through was like saying that you guys were talking about interesting shit, and so I pulled up your podcast and showed him on the FaceTime, and he's like hella impressed, and so he's following you guys. Awesome. Saying, no. Cool. Super impressed. He's well, hey, uh, if you didn't think Phantasm can get fans through cooter shots, then you're wrong. It wasn't cooter shots. She was walking through the living room on the phone. Well, she was cooter shooting him. Maybe. I think. I don't know. It's okay. That's fine. We can get fans any way we want. Guys, mm-hmm. if cooter shots are what gets you into this podcast, well, no, hopefully it gets you into the cooter, too, but, you know, you were we're trying to help. Hey, it's fine. you were talking about. Oh, okay. Well, we're here to help. He's super pumped. Awesome. We're that's, pumped. That's we're amazing. pumped for him. Thank you, whoever Thank you are. Your friend, sincerely, we'll Corey Gorchrist. We'll take, we'll take it wherever we can get it. Anyway, Gomer Pyle's fat. I don't know how that... Uh, I don't know. That's what he said. That's what he said. I thought that was really cool. But Matthew Modine... I guess he liked him as an actor. Fun fact about this to all you uh, Stranger Things fans. Matthew Modine, that is... Uh, a superhero. That is Joker... In Full Metal Jacket, that is Papa, which is insane because he's old as fuck now. Yeah, I didn't know that was Matthew Modine, even though it says it in the intro, but I didn't click. Like, that's Joker from Full Metal Jacket. Anyway, um, yeah, Lethal Weapon's the shit. And then I'll go with my last one for normal film. Then we'll jump into horror. Well, no, we got we got two more. Uh, RoboCop, one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it. And then this trumps everything for me. My favorite movie from 1987, Predator. Okay. Nasty. Can you name, before we start this list, can you name my favorite horror film from 1987? Yes, I can. Okay. And we're going to start it. This is the first movie. If I, know, if I know the doctor well enough, this is definitely it. I don't this know. This is the, definitely I th- it. I have made, maybe thrown you through a loop here because this was, this was my favorite This movie. has to be your favorite one from okay. 1987. Okay. Monster Squad. I don't consider that a horror film. Oh, you guys should guess what my favorite I mean like a film. bloody horror film. Bloody horror film. Yes. There's so many of them from 87. I mean, Lost Boys. Eh, yeah. Probably, yeah, Lost Boys probably right. Evil Dead 2. Okay. Well, you didn't specify. Usually, though. Who's in my favorite horror movie? Ever? ever? Or from 87? Well, you guys know what ever, which one is ever. But what's the ne- uh, the top two? What am I talking For you? I, I'm not, I have no... I actually don't know. Are they modern or are they guess. 80s? Are they old films? For you, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, yeah, that's, that's like my favorite favorite. Yeah. yeah that movie's my, that's one of my jams. I love See that. See if you can. Two would be... be See, like Scott, let's call guess it. Okay. Because you know me better than Scott. I was going to say The Shining, but I don't know. No. I wouldn't consider that over. Like it is, but not... Either. Leslie liked it. Yeah, she'd never seen it that's, before. I know, that's insane. That was the first That's time. crazy. Okay, uh... 
There's more than one of it, but I like the first one. See, I think I know what it is. You know what it is. I think. You do. Is it from 87? I don't know. Probably. Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. Number on Elm Street. Hellraiser. No. It wasn't Hellraiser? Nah. Okay, I have no idea. 1987 Hellraiser, that's one of them. Pumpkinhead. A Pumpkinhead. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just the first one. The makeup in that is amazing. Just the amazing. first one. Not the, no, it's a good movie. The rest of the it's a good yeah, film. Stan Winston. That's a Stan Winston film. Yeah, okay, it's great. Mrs. Gorecrest, everybody. Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Uh, Hellraiser, 1987. Yeah. Obviously, Evil that, mo- that movie doesn't get enough credit. It's raunchy. It it's, is. It's scary. It's and I'm Clyde Barker. So it's one of the only movies that still unhinges me. A He's so under. Have you ever watched it stoned? Yes, I made the mistake of doing that. A it's of times. weird, isn't it? It is. It's like watching The Exorcist. Um, it's the sacrilege with the other shit that's oh, it's, going on. It's insane. You know, they make uh, what's her name like actually surprisingly hot. And I don't know why. I guess because she's like a whore. The the wife or whatever I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. Now hold on a second. We're gonna we're going into the West ski mask territory for a minute. She's in the. Uh, uh, You're talking about where she where he walks in and tears her fucking laundry off and yeah, Claire Higgins. Her, Claire Higgins. And he yeah. fucks her or whatever. You no, know, she's like pretty gross. But I mean, in that movie, I don't I've know whacked it, it to that. <laughs> As a kid, I did. That's what I'm saying. That's. I really did. But that's touching boobs. I don't have a problem with that. It's not a big deal. No, right. <laughs> I'm cool with doing that. In that movie, it it's great. bother me because um, my attitude on it is it's like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want with that. Let's see. Uh, 1987 horror movies, you know, Creepazoids. Uh, you have Curse. You have Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, which is just so campy and bad that it's funny. Um, which, if you want a good laugh, you can uh, go to Sean Clark's Facebook and it's a picture with him and. Uh, Brian Wilson, who's the original Billy from... Uh, I'm not going to see that right now. Silent Night, Deadly Night. And then he's got the one from Part 2 that says Garbage Day. That one, he's got it with both of them in the Santa outfits. It's hysterical. Um, moving on, we got Enigma. That's Lucia Fulci. Uh, it's a spider movie. It's really gross. I have seen that movie. Uh, Howling 3. That's a terrible film. It is. Slumber Party Massacre 2. I can't deal with those movies. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, the Video Dead. Video Dead is a <coughs> fucked up movie. It is. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, Dolls, which is John Carr Bugler. We did uh, Defeated Sanity. No, that's not Bugler. It is Bugler. No, that's what's-his-name. That's, that's uh, no, that's Reanimator. That's Stuart Gordon. That's Reanimator. John Carl Bugler did the, the stuff for it. Though. He did the makeup. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a Stuart Gordon movie, totally. Uh, one of the Doctor's favorites, Prince of Darkness. What which, is up with these people adding which we, that I'm not sending friend requests to? Which we reviewed Prince of Darkness on the Millie of Creator episode. So uh, What the fuck? I didn't send these people fucking friend requests. Uh, House 2, The Second Story, which has Lar Park, Link- Park uh, Lincoln. I didn't send friend requests to you and somehow... Who's running my Facebook page is what I want to know. Me. Somebody yeah, is, because it's not me accepting these goddamn people. Anyway, uh, Blood Diner. Got Street Trash, which I would love to do. Return to Horror High. I never did that. Uh, Jaws the Revenge. I like that movie. It's a Christmas movie. It is. Yeah, you because know, he, he dies, Mikey dies in the in the bay as a police officer there in Amity. The part four is. It's set in Christmas. Yeah, it's set at Christmas time. You should watch it. I swear it's actually really cool. And like typical I think it's the only one I... They go vacation. I think that's the, the only one that I don't own. I have the and, and it has uh, Lance Guest in it from fucking uh, Last Starfighter. Right. 
and uh, Halloween 2. We've got a few more here. I don't know if I said Blood Diner, but Blood Diner. Uh, one of my favorites, Near Dark. Near Dark is a very underrated <clears throat> film. Uh, Bad Taste, which is Peter Jackson. It's more of like a gory alien movie, but it's great. It's really ridiculous. Getting down to the wire here. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. One of my childhood favorites, The Gate. That? Yes. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah, The Gate. And then... That's the guy that I want to meet. Yeah, that's the OG. That other guy's a fucking jack-off. And then... That's amazing. What has to be my favorite horror film from 87... Blood Rage. And there's Robert Russler. I love Robert Russell. Robert Russler is my favorite. Do you agree? Is that a good one? Person in the world. Blood Rage, 1987. It's raunchy if you guys haven't seen it. That was our Maddie Way episode. Blood Rage. Blood Rage. It's got a great synth soundtrack. It's goofy. (coughs) It's very very nasty, though. It really is. It's just a. It's a great film, too. It is. It's just a good movie. It's one of the better slashers. Speaking of slasher, here's the. We've been talking so long, we're getting to the good part of the, the Chief Woodenhead. It's fine. This is kind of a slow... Well, I don't like watching when these guys are tearing up that dude's fucking shop. I think it's fucked up. And then they steal the the jewels or whatever. The it's weird. And then Woodenhead comes out and he starts fucking bone arrowing them in their sleep and shit. It's fucking raunchy. Can I just say something real quick? I have the best fans on the planet. They're... 5,000 of you. Probably, roughly, you take out the people that I actually know. There's 4,500 of you. It's crazy. It's a lot of people. I mean, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, it's cool. It's ridiculous. Thank you, every supporter that I have on this planet. Thank you. And, of course, I'm managed by this. <laughs> Montana management. My well, here's, some, here's some tidbits <laughs> for you guys. Actor David Holbrook appears in the segment Old Chief Woodenhead, which we saw. His father, Hal Holbrook, starred in the original feature film creep show, uh, The Crate Episode. It says, although the film consists of only three short horror stories and wraparound animation stories, there were just like the original, only five stories written here. already talked about that. Uh, an early, currently in production trailer reuses the theme music from Halloween 2 by John Carpenter and Al Hallworth. Interesting. <coughs> Stephen King wrote an outline for the movie, which George A. Romero then adapted into a screenplay. The second of the three segments, The Raft, is based on King's short story of the same name from 1982. The other two segments are original stories from the movie. Barbara Eden was originally cast as the hit-and-run driver, Annie Lansing, during Creepshow 2's last story, The Hitchhiker, (coughs) but had to drop out prior to filming due to her mother falling ill. Lois Childs was later recast in the role. When Andy Cavanaugh, one of the three young punks in the first story... Miller Holoff tastes like shit. It does. It's checking out the comic book and magazine rack at Spruce's General Store. Several issues of Creepshow can be seen with the same cover as the graphic novel adaptation. Uh, Iron Maiden poster, did you see it? Yep. Can always spot spot the metal. Porno, porno... Yeah, that's a nice one. And he's got the the forehead. That's me right there. Howard Berger. Yeah. It looks like Price, but it wasn't. In the segment... If you like... Go ahead, I'm sorry. In a segment, Old Chief Woodenhead, after flat stuff gets shot with the first arrow, like we just saw, it says the close-up post is shown right afterwards from Iron Maiden's The Trooper. Can I turn that fan off? I'm freezing. Yeah, go for it. 
The Cisco Kid episode everyone is watching in the first segment, Old Chief Woodenhead, was titled Convict Story. Makeup artist Ed French was originally supposed to play the creep, but when he left the project, Tom Savini stepped in to play a small prosthetic latent role. I like Tom Savini's the creep. I think it's cool. By the time they began shooting, they were already ten days behind due to unexpected rain in their Arizona locations. Whole thing was shot in Arizona? Really? Even the... I think so. Ed French left the film amid the filming... Thanks for the ride, lady. (laughs) Amid the raft, after being snubbed by the director who turned to Howard Berger for advice on how to fix Blob Monster in the lake. Berger and and Greg Nicotero finished the remaining effects in the film without French. I didn't know that. So he got some Greg Nicotero in there. (coughs) He's a very rich man. Ever heard of Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Chief Woodenhead is campy and cool. He's not... No, it's it's awesome. He's he's not scary. He's just campy and cool. Yeah, it's almost like you could have done this on Goosebumps and it would have been great, but it wouldn't be bloody. Yeah, it's bloody, bloody yeah. Goosebumps. That's, you're exactly, that's a great description of what Yeah, and is. it's cool because they don't actually show him. Is Goosebumps still on Netflix? Should be. Guys, I'll tell you what. You want a retro blast from your past, spark up that, spark up that doobie and grab you a fucking, some gin and start watching Goosebumps. I used to own all those VHS tapes. And had all the, the books, too. But I used to rent the books from the library, the ones I didn't already buy. Because when they had the book fair, oh, that's when I'd stock up on all the goosebumps. I mean, I realize I'm probably too old for this shit, but I loved it. No, man, it's horror. Uh, this also reminds me of, like, because they used to do that stuff for kids, and they had, uh, see, that's the first time you actually see Chief Woodenhead, like, about to fuck some shit up. Because um, I like how they do the silhouettes of him and the shadows of him while he's killing people. I love this because he scalps him. Yeah, cuts his nasty. mop off. Yeah. And he's holding it. In the, yeah, it's fucking brutal. Um, but I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark growing up. It reminded me of, of these kind of things. Like, it was a kid's horror anthology, and they did plays on horror movies like they did pretty much like a Fog episode, which is really yeah. awesome. It was like Ghost Fisherman can you, or whatever. Can we turn subtitles on for this? There is subtitles. See? Oh, I'm sorry. Blood-curdling yell. I sit and fuss at you. Uh, <laughs> can we do audio for the raft? Oh, of course. That's got some... Funny ass jokes in it. That girl is so fucking hot, too. Yeah. Like, even though that's a really weird one, if you really think about it, the raft one, is really strange. It's my favorite because it's just like, it's just like killer goop. It's, it's cool. my favorite. Yeah, though. it's awesome. It's the raunchiest it of all of them. Yeah, that's the raunchiest of all of them because it's just. I always thought that would just be the best flesh like, eating. It hurt. <laughs> it's like I don't know. There's cheap wooden head with the. But yeah, I. And, and I like. I don't, know. I don't, I don't see why people don't like that. These the stories are longer, yeah, that's awesome. and they're better. Yeah, they I just like time this. with it. You know, this is a this is a late night Cinemax friends over on the weekend or VHS rental. I was a huge fan of this film. Yeah. I don't know. I just really like it, man. No, I mean, good. the first film, the first film has no replay value to me, whereas I think this one does. I love the first film, and we gave it to somebody, to Peter from Vader. Which I think the first Creep Show is more nostalgic. Like, it's more memorable in a lot of ways. Like, you remember the Where's My Cake thing, and you remember the the, the wife getting buried or whatever. This, uh, one's, in the, in the this one's a little hipper, I think. This one... It's a better film. This one has balls compared to the first one. 
I think the first one is, you know, it's like, oh, it's creep show. It's like meteor shit. And the other one's more, uh, the first one sticks in your brain more. It's more memorable. But this one, this one's like a gem. You know what I mean? Creep show 2 is a total diamond in the rough where it's like most people are like, eh, creep show. But they're not so much into creep show 2. Creep show 2 to me is like the more serious movie, you know. It's because it's um, shit. Yeah, it's just cooler, I think. It's got more of a... And I love this stuff, like the the added and the animated stuff. It's beautiful. It looks like fucking heavy metal. Yeah, it does. It kind of looks like Beavis and Butthead a little bit, but... I love it. I love... I used to love going to the post office and ordering stuff. Or it looks like... Uh, it looks like the sword and the stone or whatever. <coughs> yeah. Crazy. Oh, I forgot about a movie from 87. And this ties in Lost everything. Boys. No, I said Lost Boys. It's not even a horror movie, but it's from 87. And Monster we, Squad. And we talked about it with Matt, and we're going to do this movie with Matt. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. From 1987, the next uh, Matt Harvey episode you guys will be hearing after this one. Should yeah. I just play the trailer? Yeah, do it. <clears throat> I didn't even think of that. It's from 1987. It's not a horror Have film. Have you pulled this yet so where we can watch it? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got the Blu-ray rip, baby. I mean, I own it. Because my, my, uh, my laptop that we do our stuff on doesn't have a disk drive. So if we're going to watch movies on the go, which we've done with a few of our guests, then I need to rip it offline. So uh, I do own the movies usually when I rip them. I just need a, I just need a mp4 copy for my for my laptop so here we go at the far end of the universe there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil that's all about it too and there is only one man who dares challenge him they are locked in a battle to the death a battle that will take them across the heavens a battle that will finally be fought. I want that much to be brought to me. Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? Of We are ecstatic. That was an epic trailer, too. We are ecstatic. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Frank Langella is, he was Dracula in that Donald Pleasance Dracula movie. Universal uh, reboot from yep. 79. It's, it's fucking awesome. Is that right? 79? Yeah, 79. <coughs> they were trying to cash in on the, the end of the Hammer stuff. They were trying to yep. bring that back. back thing. Great movie. Um, who is this? Because it sure looks like... And John Badham, that that directed it, uh, 
He did Saturday Night Fever and Short Circuit, which is awesome. And he did uh, uh, Blue Thunder, which is fucking Daniel Stern and Malcolm McDowell, which I love. Who is that? Uh, is that? Huge Daniel Stern guy. She's a scream queen. Who is that? Um, is it Linnea? No. Um, she said that's a scream queen, though. Let me see. Yeah, but uh, we are doing He-Man Master of the Universe 1987, starring Dolph Lundgren with Matt Harvey. That's going to be so hot. It's going to be so much fun. So I know Matt's looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys she's, are looking forward to it. She's wearing a fucking bathing suit with his, like... His like jock, like, shirt on. on and, but then she's got her fucking heels on, too. That is, uh... Paige Hanna? Is that who that is? She's the It Hurts. She's in Gremlins, too. She's so fucking hot. When I was a kid, I used to go... <laughs> give it the stroke. <laughs> I don't know what else she was in. I know she was in the, uh... In Gremlins too, she was like a tour guide. I don't, I don't know what else she was in. She's from Chicago. Let's see. Although he calls that dude Poncho the whole time. Yeah, he's a fucking runt. <laughs> oh, that guy's the best part of it. I think that guy's from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. That jock dude. Yeah, I love him. If that is Paul Satterfield, which I'm pretty sure it is. Um. Or that's uh that girl's kill. The other girl, the redheaded chick, the one on the left, her kill is the worst because her fucking hair comes out. Yeah, which any effect where it does that always freaked me out. Or is that uh, or is that Daniel Beer? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's the no Daniel Beer's the guy with the curly hair, not the jock guy. The other the jock guy's the best part of this yeah. thing. Daniel Beer is it was uh, he was Babbitt in Point Break. What? Yeah. Daniel Beer. He was who? Babbitt and Point Break. That's what it says. you got to be kidding me. Pull that up. For That's real. Him. Which one? Him? Yeah. It's dude from Point Break. God damn it is. And he's from upstate New York. Yeah. Does it? And then, yeah, Paul Satterfield hasn't been in... He's in General Hospital. Arena, that's actually a good one. Wait, that guy right there is who? Babbitt from Point Break. Right there. Daniel Beer. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Okay, for everybody listening out there, if you've never seen the original Point Break awesome. with Patrick Swayze and Ken Reeves, it's one of it's the classic. best films I've ever seen. It's classic. And they ruined it with that remake. And I, and I tried, I tried, man. I went and watched the remake and I tried to get into it just because it was like a retro fit back to me. Have you seen that Arena movie that <coughs> this guy's in? Paul Satterfield? No. It looks ridiculous. Look at the poster for it. I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> I want to watch no, that. That looks awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, that's the jock dude. Yep, and that's from 89, Arena. I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have seen it. You're like, why haven't you guys seen it? Here comes the, the fucking goop. It says, Tonight, champion grudge match, man versus monster. For a thousand years, no human has been the champion. He wants to be the first, and it's our... It's Paul Satterfield here. If you look at him, even though he has blonde hair, he kind of looks like Christopher Reeves. He does a little bit. That's uh, Deke. Uh, jock guy here. I wish my load Was this like shot that. in Arizona too? This scene? I'm not sure. 
We need some like on location stuff with this. Unfortunately, Corey and I don't know a lot of people in Hollywood yet. We know some people. Proud to say I have Kane Otter in my phone. We've, but yeah, Corey has. We've made our rounds, uh, you know. Corey has several actors in his phone, but. Let's see, filming locations. If you're going to ever find this shit on the go, it's always like packed in there somewhere. That girl is hot. And I love it. They just sit there and smoke weed. Okay, the lake used in the raft appears to have been Granite, Baskin Lake, and Prescott, Arizona. Uh, Bangor, Brewer, and Dexter in Maine were used, as was some part of Utah. Which is perfect for this. I mean, it's, it's great. Which uh, says the Haunted Room Presents, and they go to the film locations on the 30th anniversary, so that's cool. On this Blu-ray? No, it's on something on YouTube. They go to the old Chief Woodenhead place and they go to the, where the raft is. Some dude's doing like what Sean Clark does? I guess, yeah. We'll give him some love. Who the hell are they? Let's see. It says The Haunted Room. I'm going to pull it up and see what it does. Cool. Spruce's General Store. Okay, they show it in 1987. Wow, that's awesome. That's it now. That cheap wooden head store. Whoever you are, we're giving love to your YouTube channel right now. It's, uh... The Haunted Room, is what it says. Always love it when people do this stuff. It's like an antique place now. That's pretty cool. Area still looks virtually the same, though. Yeah, it's like an antique store. It's cool. Pretty neat. Uh, showing a little gas station. It's just a fucking valley now. Huh. I guess they tore it down. Rich boy Cavanaugh's house. It's pretty awesome. Wow, they went through all that stuff. This house is still there. Here's the lake. There's the lake. It's amazing. Yeah. And obviously that's not going to change much, but that's the lake from the fucking raft. It's still amazing. Okay. It looks the same. Exactly the same. Should go there and have some fucking brewskis. And and marijuana G's and some poon. Oh, there it goes. Let's get some audio on this raunch here. He's hot, too. Look at him huffing that joint. I would be, too, if I knew I was going to fucking croak. It hurts. It is. It's nasty. It hurts. I love that. He's tossed. Hey, Rachel, hey, Rachel, hey, Rachel, what is this thing, Pancho? I, I don't know. Come on, man, dude. We read all the science books. I mean, you're the brave one. What the fuck is that thing? Nothing like this. The wonderful soundtrack. 
is from Rick 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 Wakeman from Yes yep to do the soundtrack for this ridiculous it's amazing is what it is he also worked with David Bowie and uh, Elton John I mean he's he's made his rounds in the music industry and he's in the Hall of Fame with Yes so wait for it to go away I mean the thing came it'll go away he joined Yes in uh, 1970. Like it smelled it. Maybe if it's full, like you say, it'll go away. If it still wants to chow. That car would be fucking. That battery would be fucking dead, too, <laughs> at this point. And you gotta, you gotta love the end of this because he's like, I beat you, I beat. Rawr, and yeah. it does the. Does the flop? It's like it's a wave of goo. Yeah. It looks like it's going under the raft, man. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Front Rags made a raft T-shirt. For yep, it's coming out uh, this month. Of well, no, November. it's already. They, they did it. Up, they put it out Wednesday. They're reissuing it. Oh. That new one looks bitchy. Have you seen it? No. That creep show shirt. They have a creep show shirt. Yes. Is it out? I think it comes out Wednesday. Oh, it's they got a whole line of them. They got a raft one. They got it's from, no, it's from the first movie. Doesn't matter. It's still pretty It's from the first film. Dude, look, he's getting fucking. Yeah, he's getting the beef. Look at what happens to his leg. It rips him his beef off. Look, <laughs> it folds him in half. That's sick. See, sometimes Fart Rags post stuff on their Instagram that they don't post on their Facebook. Sometimes they post shit on their Facebook they don't post on Instagram. So it's always uh, I'm interesting. I'm going to something that I don't want they keep us. They keep us interesting. Uh, let's see. Oh, you're going to shit. There's two of them on here that I want. Okay. See which ones you think are the ones that I want. Okay. Doctor. I said, see which, pick out the two ones that you know that I would buy on here. Okay, I'm doing it right now. There they are, from, from Fright Rags. And they come out uh, Wednesday. There you go. Take a peek. It's from the first one. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. I can't see on that. What? Hold on a second. You can zoom into them. It's on their Facebook. Yeah, Wednesday, November eighth at ten a.m. I'm tired, Laverne. Everybody, sit down. We're split up between eight artists: Justin Osborne, 
you can pick out which one's his, obviously. Um, You'll watch. They also have a Midnight Madness thing that I'm sure is over by now, but it's uh, it's an alien versus predator, and there's an alien and a predator one, so that one's pretty cool. Got two different things. Dude, I'm listening to these people attacking metal people. I want I want to read this to you. What is it? I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this out loud. This This is what you didn't want to. Say out loud, originally. no. That's something totally different. Oh, okay. And it's not bad. It's just something, me just being curious about. Oh, okay. This girl that I'm friends with on Facebook says, "I think I'm low key. I'm low key getting sick of metalhead guys." Yes. Huh? And then this girl says, "Wait until you're 30; it gets worse." And then. This guy says hashtag metalhead suck and then and then what is this from? Some girl I'm friends with on, on which I'm about to delete. Um, I'm gonna read this to you guys. It says if you're thinking your experience was shitty with metalhead guys and possibly one random non metalhead guy experience being good means metalheads are shit. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense at all. And then, and then, listen to this. This one guy says he says metal people are toxic in general. And then this bitch says <laughs> the metal community is a toxic waste. Of, I mean, they're about to about to catch hell from me. I'm about to tell them all to fucking eat a fat dick and stick their head in a goddamn vice and I'll squish it. I mean, you don't need to. Nobody needs to listen to anybody. If you have a bad experience with someone that's. Uh, <laughs> one type of society or nothing that you can't judge everybody that's involved in that faction on one bad seed. I know there's bad people in the metal community. I'm I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared of people in the metal community, but it doesn't mean we're all bad. And honestly, we're not all toxic. We're not all bad. I mean, I'm batshit crazy, but I, you know, people people like that. that People like me anyway. People like that don't go to metal shows or don't know. No, they're they're scenie weenie people. It's the same. They listen. They like know people that listen to it and they think they're weird. Exactly. They don't know anything about them. Exactly. You know, that's why we're who we are. It's fine. Well, this this wasn't a shot at us, but just a clarification. It's me nosing on somebody's. I was creeping on somebody's page just now. This is Gore Christ. But I'm friends with. Downing some sweet tea. No. For the first time, I I bought. I was explaining (laughs) to you that I wasn't having a meltdown or something. It's not a. It's not a. Which has been a long time since you've been in. You know, Doctor's been. Let's all take the mood down a notch and look at Ross Sewage. I didn't flip out. Ross Sewage. I flipped out. Of uh, no. Okay. Ross Sewage of Exhumed. This one's for you. It's a picture of him on the Nickelodeon Universe ride in the Mall of America. Look at this picture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ross is one of our heroes. He's funny. Um, <coughs> which we will, uh, the doctor will be visiting. Ross, we'll do a on December uh, doctor December versus him. doctor versus doctor episode. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, doctor versus doctor. Uh, what calling it. Did you hear? Ross you hear that? hasn't been on till like our. He was like our second guest ever. So that was really cool. Doctor versus um, doctor. Yeah, it's going to be neat. The doctor versus me, just a regular doctor. Yeah, it's just cool. The Doctor versus me. Oh, and uh, the regular Doctor. I thought this was kind of funny. He's like, he's, this would be me on the raft. Girl passed out. He's just like, I want to see what her boobs look like. And he's like, I just want to see her little, little no, boobs mind, look like. I don't mind small boobs. It doesn't bother me. If the girl's cool, you know? Like, I don't really have You know it would be weird, though, if they were small and you pulled it up and there's no nipples either? You'd just be like, ah! Do a Mr. Skinless for this. 
Yeah, where are we at? And uh, 53 minutes and 29 seconds. Just rewind it. It's fine. I want to look at it again. I don't know what just happened. Okay. Yeah, uh, 53 minutes, <coughs> 31 seconds. Mr. Skinless is in, and it's uh, Creep Show 2. There you go. But I wouldn't be worrying about that. I'd, I'd be taking her drawers off. Okay. It's also like sexual assault. It's like not cool at all. Well, she, well the, what's messed up, she's going to lift I mean, her face in a minute and she's... I know. I mean, if you're going to die on a raft, you might as well, I guess. If you're like going to die... He was just sitting here saying he would totally be doing that. Did you miss all that? No, but I can't. No, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't... Right. I can't say I'm surprised. I wouldn't sexually assault them. I would look at the boobs and put them away. <laughs> It's like I just want to see what they look like. Oh, and speaking of that, tomorrow uh, ESPN 30 for 30—the moment we've all been waiting for—the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 of the Nature Boy. Woo! That is awesome. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Everyone's been waiting on that. Look. Tomorrow. And while we're talking about... Look, I mean, she's... Ugh. I mean, she's getting the straight-up black tar. Look Oof. at that. <laughs> that's for you, Matt Harvey, that image right there. That, that's some exhumed shit right there. <coughs> some face-melting gore. You're welcome. Blood-curdling scream. Yeah. She got folded in half. Go, yeah. moron. Yeah, she got turned into a fucking recliner. <laughs> Oof. That looks like an insane cover. Anyway, uh, while we were talking about boobs, <coughs> Jay Garania of Blabbermouth, uh, he posted something that said, Describe your boobs only using a picture of them. So I should have taken a picture just now of the uh, <coughs> Creep Show 2 boobs. This is actually really funny. It looks like a a used condom in some parts. It's like it's really gross. I'll wait till this guy gets fucking. I beat you. Look at this. Here we go. I beat you. I beat you. Just turns into the the fucking slime from Ghostbusters too. This says 36 ways to say no to weed and still be cool. I'm not going to read all of them. Nope, smell you later. No, grow up, you addict. No, thank you, I have a job. I'll say it slowly for you. No. Not now, not ever. Scamper off, you junkie. I texted you. No, I'm not a pot zombie. No thanks, dopeheads suck. I obey the law, sorry. No, I'm allergic to Look, hate. no swimming. <laughs> I never smoke, sorry, bub. Get a life, you ganja gremlin. What are you reading? It says 36 ways to say no to weed and still be cool. I said no, dude, bugger off. Did you read my text? Yeah. Is that a yes or no? I never smoke. Sorry, bub. 
Do you think I'm an idiot? Weed is whack, Wesley. Absolutely not, weed fiend. Oh, some of them are pretty cool. I don't think so. Well, maybe. No, it's cool. I was just curious. See if there's one thing I know if women get bored they just like play with each other, which is kinda cool. But men don't do that, I don't think. At least I don't. I've never been like, hey man, you wanna just like whack around your wiener around me or something? You know. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Oh my I don't know if they're like playing each other's fiddles, I don't know. No, it's cool. I was just it's none of my I wasn't trying to be like You'll know later if you get rid of like a roller coaster. That usually takes a little bit to drink before that happens, but you know. I know, it's all good. Okay, so pick out the shirt that you would want. There's two of them. Yeah. I can do that. I just oh, need to see it on my phone because I can blow here's it Here's the hitchhiker part, so you'll see Stephen King here in a minute. <coughs> the appearance of Stephen King. Okay, and that's Holly Goodhead right here. Yes. And I made the infamous uh, exhumed drink, and it's cheap vodka and Mountain Dew Code Red, so that's the exhumed drink of choice. No, I, didn't know you, I didn't know you were even having anything like that. Oh, yeah. I think Mr. Ron was going to buy must have been a power outage. Clock goes to 12. Uh, Goddamn piece of digital junk. Goddamn piece of digital junk. Why don't you use a wind up line? You know, I'm going to have to say. <clears throat> I'll pay for it. I don't know if you guys have seen American Pie, but in those kind of situations, you just want to walk in and just be like. Looks like you could use an extra hand. But anyway. I'm going to say... Yeah, it's like she's not even attractive, but she's hot in this. And she's like boning dudes. Like I mean, these are... I'm going to show you the ones I would want. And I'm wait, wait, first, show me the ones that you think I would want. They're the same that I would want. Probably. Go for it. But I can't show two. I'm going to show three. Okay. These three. And maybe that one. Did that I get it? That one's correct. Special introductory rate. That's what that was awesome. The the crate. Yeah. Interesting. It's awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. That and that second one, the one next to the the Justin Osborne one. See, I like that one. That one. Maybe. Yeah, that one's nice. That's birthday cake, I think. So is this one. That that one was nasty. The second one. That's the birthday cake one too. Silently, so I wouldn't get a swell head. You're too rich by the organ. Good idea. Maybe I should. Then at least I'd have something to work for. Yeah, she's like banging rich dudes. Pretty cool. You have no shame. Total sluts, sluts, sluts. Unless I get a better bank job. <clears throat> I 
trying to think of uh, good exhumed Bye, love. drinks. I hope you're not in Dutch. As Hammer to Advil. That's I a pretty good one. No, but if Hammer to Advil. Oh, yeah. I don't want to lose it. Without him, you'd never get your Mercedes. No shit. Stephen King's It, right there. Yep, the poster, yeah. No, there was a book. Yeah, the book, yeah. God damn it. We both just posted the same goddamn thing. <laughs> hey, share it twice, you know. It didn't matter. I'd give a shout-out. I had done it Give twice. a shout-out to Ben Scribbins and Fright Racks. Thanks again for coming on. We love your shit. Yep. Uh... You know, I'm usually wearing it. Yeah. Which now we're rocking the... <coughs> at least you, you're rocking the Cavity Colors uh, burning shirt, which was the 72-hour shirt. Um, you never see this stuff. This stuff's gone. It's gone, like you said. It's yeah, 72 hours, and that's it. They don't reprint them. Uh, he's got some new reanimator stuff out that he did reprint. Means hey, I had one new shirt. That's cool. Um... 11.31. What else we got? 11.30. I am wearing my Broken Hope shirt from Omen of Disease Tour. I was One of my favorite shirts of all time. It's very vibrant. I was out with Trudy and Jim. It's really dirty looking. It's cool. I dig it. We'll see Trudy and Jim on Saturday. Oh my God. I'm buying the shit out of that. What? He's got a buyer die thing this Thursday. It's Let's fucking dead alive. Yeah, he reprinted the shirt. I went to get laid, George. I love that movie. Is that there's on Facebook? Guy. Yeah, I'm sure. He right there's not a picture of it. There's he's got the trailer from Dead Alive, the long yeah. war scene. He's like redoing one of the shirts where the baby's coming out of the chick's face. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, it's great. They did a new thing where it's like uh it's called November 1st, and it's a short of what... Well, we're going to do this right now. It's a short of what Michael Myers does. I'm going to use something off the Cavity Colors page. Choose your werewolf. Which one is it? I have to go David Naughton. Yeah, you should already know what that one is. Second would be uh, The Howling. Yeah. Third would have to be The Classic Universal Monster, and four would have to be Michael J. Fox. Love me some Teen Wolf. Hell yeah. Shout out to Chris Olivius from Sweden. What the hell is that? Because he liked my uh, Ric Flair post and he said, woo! So. Big woo to you too. Who's a vocalist and all that? Nice. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for being death metal. Wait, who is it? I don't know, I feel like a bad person. So I'm not sure. <laughs> no, the Ric Flair thing. Does it say Crotz and something? Huh? The guy that liked your Ric Flair thing, the one that you just said he's a vocalist. Uh, Nagelfar. That's where he's from. Oh. They're following our shit? Well, he was on my page, but... Doesn't matter, yeah. it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, Chris of uh, Nagelfar. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, woo to you. Stuff. I'll take, you know, the nature boy of black metal. I dig it. That's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah, sure what is. the fuck happened? Looks like a hit and run. And yeah, Nagelfar is good yeah. shit. Car flew by me a little while ago. Couldn't see the lights. I had to get me some. I don't know what the hell it was. Some spray. Some spray. Huh? What's another time, Matt? We're gonna have to ask you if you'll buy me a spray. Well, we'll have to ask you, because uh, we've been meaning to ask you for two interviews now, your experience with uh, being on the Eric Andre show. So, uh, There's Stephen King. It's crazy. So, yeah, we it'll be fun. Once we get to that point, thanks for the ride. You guys will hear it on the Masters of the Universe Matt Harvey episode. So. But we're going to ask him, for you Eric Andre fans, what was it like playing... With Exum moment, which I feel like we did ask him on the last one. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It would have been you that asked him because I didn't remember to do it. I know I didn't get to ask him about it because I wanted to. Maybe I didn't. Uh, it was like the first question on my mind and we talked about so much other shit. It. Calm down. Think. Calm down. Think. I think it's cool to just have the audio on most of the time now. I don't know. For this, it's fine. That's a little ambiance. Yeah, some some stuff we watch, it's like all just music. Crazy. And it's, yeah, and there's too much stuff going on. The guy's dead. Guy's dead. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. I swear I don't. Well, that's not contagious. No, I'm just saying I don't have it. You don't actually? It's from my tummy. Uh, we were talking about... Huh? Before... <laughs> Before the podcast, before the podcast was uh, in record mode, I need to start with the little uh, red dot. We were talking about uh, you know how bands come out to to theme songs and stuff like that. They try to make it fun and interesting. So the doctor and I, I think we're out of Tums. Uh, the doctor and I were talking about what our we were in a band we had Phantasm as a band or whatnot what we would come out to as a as a theme what would be raunchy so we know our boys in Exhumed uh, at least a lot of the times I've seen them they've come out to the reanimator theme which is perfect it's fucking awesome um, and the Lions beat the Packers pretty bad that's just sad um, what would be some of our themes we'd come out to? And we had some pretty good ones. Every other sandwich. Half of it. That's epic. Um, so, doc, so, doctor, reiterate a little bit of these. What's that? Some of the themes we would come out to as a band. Some of the good ones. The main theme from the Dead Zone. From the Dead Zone. Yeah, the Dead Zone one's pretty good. Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall is nasty. Yeah, of course. These are all, you know. I was just clarifying in case somebody... Like, oh, I love Colin Farrell. Nope. Wrong one, Chief. Um, Predator is a good one. Robocop. 
Yeah, Robocop's Starship nasty. Troopers, the that was actually really good, yeah. The, um... I don't know what the one's called from Big Trouble in Little China. The Three Storms. Three Storms. That one's probably the best. It's one. nasty. Yeah. Um, that's just a great one, you know. <coughs> Prince of Darkness. I'm weird. <coughs> that's what I do in my <coughs> free time. You're seeing things, bitch. You can't live. <coughs> Damn it. The doctor's always sick. He works around a lot of uh, chemicals. He breathes in a lot of fucking chemicals all day. Embalming fluid. Stuff gets to you, man. That's why you gotta take a fucking break. What? As cool as it is, you know, being around the fucking chemicals all that much. And he doesn't smoke. He's not a smoker. Nope. He may partake in hashish every now and then, but, you know. You won't see him. I did the other night at Origin. Yeah. Yeah, usually at concerts you will here and there. Steve Ashaim, you've fallen victim to his... Uh... I was hot as fuck with him. <laughs> it's not every day you get to smoke the Assad, so... His stench of redemption, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. Which, if I even try to come up with song titles that relate to weed, I'm pretty sure Cannabis Corpse has already beat me to the punch. Even though I had some good ones. I think I came up with some Slayer ones that are pretty good. Oh, really? Like spill the bong. That's pretty good. I have to still have that list somewhere. Rain and bud, you know. You think rain and bud is funny? Yeah. Maybe I don't have it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Rain and Bud, spill the bong. Thanks for the ride, lady. I want to also mention that this movie was 30 years old. Did you know that? This movie's 30 years old this year. It's crazy. Oh, I had them written down. Now I don't have them. It's making me upset. But if you you try to come up with weed names for Slayer, you'll have a you'll have a good time. Dead skin hash, that's a good one. Nothing. Dead skin hash. Yeah, I like it. Uh, hollow joint. <laughs> If you remove that uh, cat barricade over there, there's paper towels in there. Yes, we have a cat barricade. Because she likes to think that there's stuff in the cabinets other than Lysol and uh, carpet cleaner and shit. But there's not. <coughs> so Cannabis Corpse, uh, I'm going to throw at you some like a idea for a, a Slayer-based record. And it's perfect. He's hooking it up. I'm gonna He's get with I'm gonna get with you, landfill, and we're gonna do this fucking thing. You don't have to give me credit, nothing. Just just I'm gonna hand you the keys 
You're just going to fucking run with it. All because hollow joint is the most perfect thing I think I've ever come up with in my life, besides the Phantasm podcast. Um, let's see. Spill the bong, rain and bud, hollow joint, dead skin hash. It's a good one. Uh, Hallucinogens of society. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, fuck. Slayer song. Hmm. <clears throat> Trying to think of some good ones. Hmm. There's so many goddamn Slayer records. So little time. Trying to stick to one, but then I think of five other Slayer songs. God smokes us all. It's also, I don't really smoke weed anymore, so it's hard to think of pot terminology while thinking of so many Slayer songs. Um, uh, South of Resin. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. South of Resin. <clears throat> I got you! I got you! Didn't you learn from the last one, bitch, that when you say you got you or I beat you, that... And that's pretty. It's pretty nasty, though. So running that dude over. I mean, he's he looks like a fucking pork sirloin when she's done. Well, she's been cheating on her husband with that gigolo. Yeah. Yeah, she's been like throwing money at him and shit. He keeps coming back. I mean, she turns him into a fucking Salisbury steak, and he still's like, "Hey, thanks for the ride, lady." Hey, he looks fucking awesome. She just did the Luke Skywalker. No, that's impossible. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah. (laughs) That would just piss me off. I mean, I can only imagine. Um, it's more Slayer weed names. I'm trying to find some good ones. You can say eyes blood red instead of just blood red. That's too much. Bloodshot eyes of the insane. 
I love this movie. Oh, it's great. Oof. My, Oof. my friend I lost a long time ago, we used to watch this movie religiously. Oh, it's great. And he always thought it was funny because I would pass out during a lot of movies when we get super stoned yeah. when I was younger. I never fell asleep during this one. Hmm. It's always one of my favorites. This is a, this is a go-to horror movie for me. No, it's good, man. It's it's not something that you would fall asleep to. It's just it's good. And none of them are slow pickups. The only one that is is the Chief Woodenhead one, but that one like is perfect the way the pace works because it's like a slow <coughs> like revenge th- you know thing. It's pretty cool and like you want Chief Woodenhead to come alive and start killing shit, and you got to wait for it, and it pays off perfect. <clears throat> Does all the classic. Native American shit. He fucking I could never bow and I could arrow never somebody. Live in Michigan. He bow and arrow somebody in the fucking forehead. He scalps the dude. I could he never fucking live in hacks Michigan. him up with a tomahawk. I could never live in Michigan. Fuck no, man. That's not even Michigan there. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, it's Maine. Maine is shit. That's Maine. Yeah, the weather's shit. That's Stephen King's fucking. I can't do that. Domain, dude. Domain. I can't ah, do that. Ah, ah. Yeah, it, it really. I know. That's too far up north for me and, and Michigan. New York, I love you every second of you, but never live in you again. But I love it. I, I would go there in the winter time, but I'm not living there. It's too expensive. Mrs. Gorkrice wants me to take her up there for uh, Christmas next year, so I'm gonna have to do that. Where to New York City? Oh, that's totally cool. You haven't lived till you've been to a New York City Christmas. It's just I've cool as fuck. Oh yeah, you got a Rockefeller Center. You ice skate. You see the I mean, I didn't tree. Do that stuff. But I was there. Yeah, at least see the. I got tree. laid. You will get laid if you take a woman up there. There's no doubt. No, I mean, I met a prostitute and fucked her, but... It's fine. You will up there. Especially around Christmas. I mean, everyone's fucking cold and they're ready to get warm, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of shit to do out there. It's very, very beautiful out there. Down south, I like ever. I don't think people really get the whole... You know, I... Christmas is very hard on me, so... I won't it has just been get into me. that on here, but it oh, has sure, been for it has me this to past be. year. Uh, but at the same time, it's like you want to for me to fight it. I know this may be a real moment for you guys, but you know we try to get relatable and personal on here too. We're human beings. Um, Corey is a yeah. The doctor is a figment of your imagination, a force of nature, if you will. Um, exactly, I love that. A phantasm. Uh, I like to indulge in shit. Very heavily, because of my OCD, I guess. But Christmas time for me—is it fun for you? I like it for myself, like not so much for. Like I don't know how to explain. I'm not talking about the religious thing. That's nothing to do with it. We're not even going there. No, I mean, I mean, like, is it a special time for you? Do you reflect? I've had more bad Christmases than. But I mean, but but but, I mean, at Christmas now, as you've gotten older, do you do you sit back and reflect? I just get really drunk off scotch. No, but I mean, do you ever do you ever just sit and re- just sit back and reflect? Mrs. Gorkrist is asleep, and you just kind of sit here. Maybe there's a cool movie on. Kind of not pay attention so much to your phone. Just a just the first a, a time day I, in December, not on Christmas. But do you ever just sit and just kind of reflect? The first time I did it in recent memory. Uh, what was on? It was Beverly Hills Cop was on, which is really weird. And I was alone for the first time. Where nobody was around me. 
and I was just drinking scotch by myself watching Beverly Hills Cop. <coughs> and it made me happy, but I felt really empty for being happy. I don't know why. But I guess, you know, I don't know. <coughs> Getting too real here, but I think Christmas is a really fun time, even though it's one of those other things where it's pagan <coughs> traditions <coughs> being covered up by Christianity. Just like it is Halloween was a pagan tradition that got turned, that, you know, the Christians tried to rid off. No, 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 I'm not talking about any of that. I'm saying, do you ever just sit back and reflect? Yes. See, my favorite thing, and I rarely get to do this anymore, is when there is just a moment during the month of December, a day, a, a, a day during the month of December. No, that's like some Cronenberg launch. Nasty. It's very exhumed, too. Yeah, and then he just starts eating her. That's the crazy part. I think he's just kind of hanging out with her. I don't even think he's trying to even eat her. He's doing the Freddy where he's like licking her. He's like, Thanks for the ride, lady. But I mean, with it being where they're at in that film, that could be like March because it's still like that up there. Oh yeah. No. <clears throat> okay. It, here's here's the thing. I don't want to ever in upstate see New York. Snow it was my birthday, which again. is early July, and there was still snow that had melted. I can't do that because it was still cold. I mean, you're good. I just I can't do that. No, I would never do it again. I would never live up there. I do want to live up north, but I don't want to live in New York. I but live, I love going up. There. I want to live in the farthest south as I can. Maybe even South America. I don't know. I just want to live in the south. See, for me, I guess it's different for me. I like. Seeing season change. Living in the south is just like it's just the same thing. But here we go. You know what this animation reminds me of? It reminds me of real Ghostbusters. Looks like heavy metal. More that. Now that one cartoon character in this, I want to point this out to everybody that's watching this. Looks like G.I. Joe. No, it's George Fisher. <laughs> Looks like Danzig too. It's George. Yeah. George Glenn isn't that big. Look, it's George. I'm telling you, look. That is George. It sounds like him too. This next song is about shooting blood out of your cock. I come blue. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I got Venus flytraps and shit. It's nasty. What was this? It was his mail away plant. Yep. He hit it in the woods. It's, like it's killing the bullies it picked on him. It's raunchy. Wonder why I liked this stuff as a kid. Yeah. There goes George. It kind of, you know, what it looks like. It's George Fisher mixed with meatloaf <laughs> from uh, Rocky Horror. Yeah, that's what he looked like. God, we went blast my soul. 
Gotta love this rock and roll uh, Venus flytrap. It's love grinder. And yes, there's my bowl cut I had as a child. It is. Everything we watch, it goes back to the bowl cut. My bowl cut, yeah. It eventually grew into a mop. But mm. my whip. But what I was going to tell you the I other day, the you posted a picture on your on your Facebook page of you as a kid. You look like Dave Coulier. <laughs> I had In a, that picture, you look like... I just wanted to be like, cut it out from Full House. You yeah. look like Dave Coulier. I always had... Corey looks like Dave Coulier. I always wore a long sleeve shirt underneath whatever I wore. Corey Coulier. And that I had a button-up orange shirt with flames on it. With like a long sleeve white shirt <coughs> And there's Tom Savini again He's like Yeah He's like fuck you and Night Riders I wish he would have actually said something to me rude But he didn't He was just rude By his actions Sounds like he didn't want to be there Well I didn't either after he did that I was like yeah can I change my sex machine photo op To Malcolm McDowell Thanks a lot so, Creepshow 2. Fuck yeah. You can mute it now if you want. It's awesome. This is weird. It kind of sounds like the... What is that? Oh my god. A band totally ripped that. What is that? It's Nile. Slash to the slave stick. What if he did that on purpose? I don't think so. That's that's pretty goddamn close. Hang on. Can you hear that part? We're gonna do it one more time, guys. We're gonna do the. Just <coughs> listen to it. Not that obviously, but they do a part where it sounds a lot like that. It's not the whole thing. It's just the. Listen. Right here. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to try and find that on here. That's pretty awesome if they did that on purpose, but... I don't know. Dallas, Dallas knows his shit. It's later, it's a vocal part. He's, he's pimping, he's moving that everywhere. He's Narcotic Wasteland. Check out our boy Dallas. Just listen, I'm telling you. You'll hear it, I swear. I know which part it is, I just don't know how to skip through that part. This is a great song anyway, but... I love this song. Hang on, you'll hear it. When the song slows down, like right up here, you'll hear it. Here we go. That's it. Right here, listen. That's right it. Right here, listen. That's it. They did that on purpose. 
That's it. They did it on Falcon. Blast the creep show Facebook. There we go. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I pulled that out of my hat, but goddamn, I did. That's that. That you, you part. should message him and ask him. I feel like we literally are doing an episode right now. I feel like I've never heard Creep Show too. Like maybe he's a huge Rick Wakeman fan. I don't know. I mean, he he knows a lot of shit, but I don't know. That's just one of those coincidences. Well, it things. sounds exactly like it. It does. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Rick Wakeman did the soundtrack for Creepshow 2, and so did uh, Dallas Tolder, Weight of Nile. Uh, did the guest solo for the ending theme. Um, uh, Creepshow 2, love it. It's great. Um, if you guys haven't been turned on to that film yet and you just are stuck on the first one, please pick up the second one from Arrow. It, the, the print, we didn't even talk about the print of this. I mean, it looks goddamn awesome. Whatever you can expect from Arrow, it's just... Exceeds expectations. Um, of course, this one is the out-of-print uh, edition that I have with the red slipcase in the comic book. You can get the <coughs> the regular disc edition. It's got the, the purple. Is there extra cover. disc in this one? Is it just one? I think it's a two-disc. Yeah. A two-disc? Maybe. I don't remember. It just looks nice. Out. It's got that slipcase on it. It's really the main thing. And, uh, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And then... We have Matt Harvey on the show. We pick up Death Revenge from Exhumed out now on Relapse Records. What is your favorite track from Death Revenge? Nightwork. Yeah, that works amazing. Awesome music video. Um, I'd have to say mine is probably Dead End. That's that song that has that gurgle part, which is you love that. it. Just gets me. I don't know why. Just like it's good. It's I like that too. Sick. I just I don't know, man. I love um, Nightwork. I thought Nightwork was shit. It's awesome. The video's perfect. The, the video is actually in my head enough now to when I hear the song. But I like I that record. Video. I don't know. When I listen to it, I don't listen to tracks off of it. I usually just listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, metal, I do too. Death yeah. metal records are, are weird. Like, I don't... Very rarely will I just listen to the... Yeah, actually, the only death metal through. record I've been listening to lately um, has been uh, the new... Uh, or not new. It's a very old, actually. Um... Sermon Mockery is all I've been listening to from Correction. If you're going... That's my... That that record is so good. Like, two records I've been listening to over and over this past week. It's been Possessed Eyes of Horror. And I'm trying to think of this because I've been listening to both of them. The Inexorable from uh, Angel Corpse. That's a great album. It is. It's sick. Um, so definitely check those out as well. But Death Revenge is out now. came out... Friday the 13th of last month. So it is out. Pick it up. You can check them out on tour. Uh, they're with Black Die Murder and Decrepit Birth and Necrot. It's a sick-ass tour, and then they will be out around... And doing... Suffocation. Yeah, and Suffocation, of course. Shout-out to, to Terrence. And, um, they will be doing a headlining run with Archaic, which is awesome. So be sure to check them out then as well. And be sure to look for our Masters of the Universe episode with Matt from that tour. Yep, we'll be giving that a go here soon, later this month. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just remember from us, from the doctor and I, stay fucking gory.
Hey, man, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, this is Corey Gore Christ, Dr. Vincent West, Phantasm Podcast. Welcome back. Right on, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, no yeah, problem. it's awesome. Yeah, very excited about this. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, we've got Death Revenge coming out Friday the 13th on Relapse Records. That's From what we've heard of it already, it's, it's fucking nasty. We're very happy uh, to hear the rest of it. Nice, thank you. And then, uh, but before that, if you don't mind, we'll talk a little bit about expulsion. Uh, we had Matt Oliva on, got his side of stuff, and it was very insightful. Uh, the record's fucking killer. It is. It's really good. One of the best albums this year, for sure. We absolutely love uh, it. Thanks, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, expulsion. How all that happened. Um, expulsion is one of those things that's sort of been kind of percolating in the background for quite a while. Right. Um, I mean, in fact, the vocals. Um, that I tracked, I mean, I tracked those, I think, I want to say, two and a half years ago. Wow. So, the material's been kind of just sitting around, and, um, you know, Matt, not the other Matt, yeah, <laughs> he's, right. he's, he's, he's very meticulous in yeah. a way that I'm not. <laughs> um, so, I kind of just let him take it at his own pace, you know? Um, but it's something that we, we've been talking about for like three years now. Um, wow. And in the beginning, you know, there was some talk of it being a, a direct continuation of, of repulsion, and I didn't really think that was the greatest idea, and so we kind of came to a consensus on that, and then, um, you know, I heard the tracks that Matt was working on, and I was really, I was really floored, you know, um, sure. repulsion is my favorite death metal, grindcore, whatever you want to call them. Oh, they're, they're amazing, yeah. And, um... You know, I, I've always wanted to hear more stuff from him and Scott, him and or Scott, in that vein, you know? And right. I felt like I was finally getting to hear, you know, kind of the, what would have been the sequel to Horrified, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, I basically really didn't have to do too much. It's great, you know, right. I used to be the primary songwriter in, in my other bands. Right. Um, so I just kind of, you know, listened to the tracks and, and, kind of had some ideas about where I wanted to put the lyrics and, and tried to kind of carry on, you know, with what Repulsion was doing, which is, you know, obviously they have a lot of sort of gore and, and horror-type-oriented lyrics, but they also have some stuff that's sort of, uh, you know, apocalyptic, Absolutely. kind of uh, darker science fiction. And so, you know, then uh, I, I just tried the vocals in the afternoon. I did it in Matt's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, finally, the other pieces of the puzzle were, were done, and um, it was definitely worth the wait for me. I mean, I, I was super proud of the record, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really stoked about it. Hopefully, uh, we're, we're working on some new stuff right now, and um, also talking about trying to, trying to coordinate some live shows pretty soon. Oh, that sounds sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's very ambitious. That's, uh, you actually, as a fan of Repulsion, wanted to hear more, so you went and fucking got it. That's incredible. Well, you know, I mean, I, that's the thing. It's like if you really want something done, sometimes you wait around, nobody's doing it, you're like, well, well I can yeah. do it. <laughs> it's like, I'll fucking do it, why not, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, amazing. that's always kind of been my attitude, to be honest. It's awesome, man. Well, when I interviewed Matt, uh, this is Vincent, uh, when I when I interviewed Matt, I was, and I wish I'd been recording, I didn't have the, the mic on. He said the coolest thing about you guys when you when you did that record. He said that if you, I was like, man, this is like the best grindcore thing I've heard, like in a really long time. And he was like, well, 
you can try to go out and do old school, but if you actually are old school, it's a lot easier to make it sound the way it should. And I, I, I hate to, I'm probably messing up the quote, but he said like the coolest quote, and I wasn't recording it. We were just sitting there talking before we started recording. And I wanted to ask you, because uh, I really do, I, I love the, the record. Uh, your lyrics on that, man, they're fucking, they're great. I just wanted to ask you maybe some inspiration on some of the tracks. Um, well, I have this, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite VHS tapes back in the 90s was uh, Mad Ron's Previous from Hell, which is on Netflix, which is great. So every once in a while, I'll just put it on, like, sometimes I don't even really watch it, I'll just put it on in the background, or if I'm, like, working on a song or we're tracking some guitars I'll just put it on right and you know even with no sound and because I remember all those previews yeah. you know in fact usually the previews are for some of them like Torso or Triana Mizak and stuff are they're, they're better than the movies yeah, you know? yeah. And so, like Mortuary um, if you've seen that that's none of that's even in the actual movie but the trailer is so good <laughs> and it has Michael Berryman in it and he's like not even in the movie it's just like a batshit horror trailer that rules you know that's amazing. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I, you know, I kind of put that on and, and, you know, just try to to take myself back to, to those, you know, to those times of just being a fucking crazy kid, you know, that yeah. only cared about pizza, beer, death metal, and the horror movies, you know. Damn and, right. Uh, right. Yeah, I just try, try, try to get back in that mindset. And, and for me, it's all about going back to the source, you know. Um, you'll, you'll see something new or, or hear something new and it gives you that feeling you're like oh that's really cool but for me to pull something out of myself I, yeah. I keep going back to that same sort of early wellspring of inspiration because the beauty is that I've changed and grown as a person and as a musician and stuff so I see whatever comes out is going to be different anyway but it, like it's just about re re-getting that first yeah, that first hit or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that you're always at the start of it all. So that, that was kind of where I started, and then you know, the song "Nightmare Future" is more about like uh, apocalypse by global warming or whatever, and right? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, very real. So definitely. there's yeah, so there's a mix of the, the horror stuff and then the sort of apocalyptic sci-fi, whatever you know. It all blends together beautifully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we'd say funeral bell is probably. One of the best songs we've heard in a long time by anybody. Yeah, it's great. Sick. <laughs> nice. Yeah, when I first heard that, that song, I was like, well, I really like it, but I just don't know about that, that kitty cat part where the guitar stops and goes, and I, was like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just something like, like a kitty cat, you know, like, I was like, that's, and I leave it, I was like, that's the best part, and I was like, I don't know, man, and I kept listening to it, and listened to it, and I was like, I guess that's pretty cool and now I'm like dude that kitty cat part is the fucking best part like, that's the part I'm waiting for meow, meow, meow. totally sold on the kitty cat yeah. totally dude <laughs> that's awesome man but yeah it was a great job we also talked to uh, Joel Grind who uh, loved mixing the record we caught up with him in that Venom Goat Whore tour and he had a lot of insight about it too so that was cool talking to him about yeah, it yeah that's awesome I mean because when Matt and I were talking you know now it's like, well, you know, I talked to like Mark Lewis, and he's interested in, you know, hearing project, and I was like, dude, no offense, but fuck Mark Lewis, like, <laughs> no, I don't 
don't even know anything about Mark Lynch. I mean, I'm sure he's a fantastic engineer, you know. I, but I was like, no, there's one guy who should do this. It's Joel. He's a good producer. He gets good sound, but right. he's not tidy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not fucking sanitized. Yeah, I think Mark Lewis did that last Cannibal record that I didn't, you know, we didn't really like. And that takes a lot so for us a not to like a Cannibal. Yeah, he did Skeletal Domain, pretty sure. Oh, I thought that actually sounded really good. <laughs> but it's, it's not the right thing for expulsion at all. No, you, know? you guys are very raw, and if, if anyone knows anything about repulsion, I mean, you want that, you know, that kind yeah. of, a, you know, a brutality to it. It's a whole different thing, so something polished is the exact opposite of the effect, you know, for the style that you guys are going for, so yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that was like, you know... In terms of my contributions to the record, I think that was probably almost as valuable right. as the vocals and lyrics. Yeah. Like, no, Joel's the guy. Yeah, I will, I will totally take credit for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he, he's a one-man band virtually, and uh, his, you know, Toxic Holocaust is a very raw-sounding band. Like they get it, you know. He he gets, he knows what he wants out of that, and I think he he did a really good job of the mix for sure. Yeah, because I mean, I like I, I like. The, the production he gets because it's raw and it's organic but it's not shitty yeah you know what I mean? it doesn't like, sound like a bathroom you know. it, <laughs> but it's not it's not crappy you know yeah. it doesn't right. it, it gives you the same real feel that the old albums in the early 80s did but without the shittiness of the, <laughs> yeah. the production of the early 80s you know? <laughs> right it sounds modern you know it's, it's up to date but it's still raw and yeah, in your it face it sounds clear it sounds powerful it sounds big but it just doesn't sound like it's been fucking cleaned up you know I mean like some of the death metal records today right. I, I mean they're just so clean that yeah it sounds it like it's sound human. artificial you yeah know? And you, absolutely you want, you want the brutality to be real you know and you just want it to be in your face and when you notice super polished production in that kind of sound and the bands you know it's kind of takes away from the actual curiosity of what the band represents so it's kind of like right. yeah we're we're tough and we're scary but we're we're also very clean and you know we're just super like polished steel you know? but, yeah well, we're not we're not willing to let anyone you know uh, hear us ever possibly play a 16th note that's out of place you know? right I yeah, yeah. Watching, uh, right. I was watching Havoc or not Havoc um, Vector rather I was watching Vector in Europe right and uh, I think Vector is incredible their fucking music is great the musicianship is off the charts like they're a killer band yeah, crazy Canadian I was watching them live and uh, I just thought man like this sounds so fucking good and yeah. I like the last record they did but I was like it just sounds so much better like right here yeah. without all the stuff in the way you know it's just them and sure, yeah. the sound the, the PA and me and I was like man I would just love to hear them do a record where you know it's not so tidy sounding you right. know I mean same thing with, with Cannibal you know like the records sound great and they sound so big but then you see them live and it's, it sounds so much better because there's just they're very there's loud. There's none of that definitely. shit in the way. Yeah. Oh, they're super loud. They're super, super loud. They, loud. It's great. They're one of the only bands I've seen, too, where their performance, and they don't have to do a whole lot to get it out there, but they project such a, a presence where their music, I guess it's all the windmilling, and it's just, it's like a, a fucking turbine blowing in your face when they're on stage. It's very different, you know. Not a lot of bands can, right, can right. do that, you know. So that's, you know, it helps that they're all like six two. You know, they're all like big boys. <laughs> when he zoomed towards the cannibal, we just saw like a fucking group of bigots. 
And they bring it in and emulation, you know, Ross and, and and Bob are the same way. You know, they have a different Absolutely. different level. But you know, Ross is actually a short guy, but on stage he's like eight feet fucking <clears throat> tall and his hair's down to his ass, you know, and he's or it's down to his ankles really. And I mean he's just nasty, you know. And and Bob's doing his own thing on stage, like he's you know, he's like a I I can't even describe it. He just has his own style to him, you know. Yeah, Bob is like some sort of weird like uh he's like a ninja, like I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's like that's he's pulling the notes out of his instrument. <laughs> yeah. It's a totally unique stage presence, yeah. and they have a totally unique sound, and that's what do, yeah. you know, I mean. That's what makes it work. So. Oh yeah, and they they're very big on stage with their sound, and um, I think their you know atonement, their recent record had a really good sound to it. You know, it wasn't too too much uh, polish. It was very. It sounded more raw than anything, but the polish was nice. It added to it, I think. So, uh, I was actually taking a couple of listens to, to kind of get into the production because right. it was rawer than I was expecting. I was like, this sounds like it's kind of weird. Yeah. The incantation was the same way. I was like, right. yeah. I don't know if I like this production. And I listened to it again. I'm like, yeah, I like it. This actually sounds really good. Like, right. cool. Yeah, the new incantation was good too, definitely. And then we'll, we'll go into um, the Death Revenge. But I'm loving what I'm hearing of it so far. It's fucking awesome. You got... Couple videos up. You got Lifeless and Night Workout. Um, talk about those for a second. The, the music videos. Um, well, Lifeless, you know, is more of a thing that the that the label put together. It's like a just a you know, like a clip, like right. a teaser clip kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and you know, based on kind of like the the budget that they had to do it, which is non-existent and stuff, it turned out pretty cool actually. But yeah. The, uh, the, the Nightwork video is what I'm, what I'm really excited about. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. Um, it's, you know, our new record is the concept album, so, it, it, you know, we were, we were talking about doing the video a little bit more kind of, uh, you know, very similar to the way it is now, but kind of more like uh, Barnard at the Moon, where it's interspersed with, you know, pictures of the band, like, dressed up, like, from that era. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just sort of logistically became impossible to get the four of us and the crew and the equipment in the same place, you know, it's like, you know, this is exhumed, not Ozzy, like, we don't have a <laughs> <laughs> right. big video. But, um, you know, the, the guy, Jeff Sisson, that we worked with, he really, he just did an incredible job of, of capturing the feel that we're going for, you know. We right. we talked beforehand, and, uh, you know, the things that we were talking about were not only the, the background to the story of the Burke and Hare murders, which he was, fortunately already familiar with but you know in terms of the visual vibe you know we told them that we wanted like a hammer horror type feel or oh, like yeah. what Ken Russell was doing in the 80s with like Land of the White Worm and Gothic this sort of retro British yeah type, definitely you know, got you know. that vibe from it. it's awesome man yeah cause I mean like I, the, the last Dying Cretus video I thought I was like well we're not gonna outgore that like that's fucking <laughs> <laughs> like alright so let's go the complete opposite way and do something that's completely story and and vibe oriented and really like try to to do something with some atmosphere so I was I was yeah. really happy with that <laughs> yeah. definitely man yeah it definitely worked out it was really cool video and the vibe of it's very nice it's very macabre and you know it's um for horror fans and fans of Exum, long time fans whatever that's a, just a, a cool video to watch and 
picked that song because it's a little bit slower and, and you know, maybe more digestible to somebody that isn't familiar, you know, sure, with yeah. the band, whereas oh, yeah, with definitely. Defenders of the Grave and, and Nightwork, the first two preview tracks, yeah, I mean, Defenders of the Grave was nice as a you know a longtime Exhum fan. Hearing that track when you guys first put it, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking cool. You know, this is it was really nice, man. That's a good track for sure. Oh, cool, man. I love yeah, how you did I mean, the. I like <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. Cool. Oh, I, I was saying I love how you did the promotion for Nightwork. It's like coming Nightwork. It's like it was as cool as <laughs> like a fucking horror movie was, I love that and we kept sharing it on our page and stuff and then of course finally get the video and everything but I wanted to ask you uh, what was it like uh, recording with Ross again um well you know we actually didn't ever record in the same studio really <laughs> wow I never knew that yeah Ross recorded in Oakland and then Todd recorded in Charlotte North Carolina and Mike and I were the only two that flew out to Florida um, wow so we, you know, I, I was going to go up and and work with Ross when he was recording, but I don't remember exactly what was going on. But it was basically like I was home for a few days and then I had to leave and do something like the following day and right. I didn't want to miss more work and there was something going on and it just, it just became impractical. Right. Um, oh, no, yeah, and I think it was an issue with my car, just some it just became impractical for me to go up there. There's always something, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, we, we, the, the great thing about the dynamic that we have in the band right now is it's really based a lot on, like, just the confidence and trust that we have in each other. Sure. Um, because we don't live in the same city and we don't hang out and jam all the time, you know. Right. We're, we have to really trust each other to, you know, to be able to learn and, and execute the material and also to be able to write the material and to be able to, you know, have like very frank and simple conversations, you know, if, if I'm doing something and somebody tells me like, ah, you know, I, I just don't like it. It's not good enough or this right. doesn't work. Right. Like they, they trust me to be like, oh, okay, well let's try something else, you know? And I trust them to tell me if something sucks. So it's, uh, yeah. that's, so we really, we work very independently of each other. And again, part of it is just because, you know, we're always, on a tight budget and you know we we we, we got a, a, an actually a very good budget from Relapse but it was a case of well we can all be in the same studio recording our parts or we can get a new van to go on tour that's like yeah. well obviously yeah. the fucking van is more important <laughs> right. we're gonna save money anywhere we can you know like sure. when we went to Florida and recorded we just stayed on Jared uh, the producer we stayed on his couch nice. <laughs> you know, we were just like well just you know, we gotta look at the big picture here, you know. Um, so, but in terms of working with Ross, you know, leading up to the record, um, it's been really good because he obviously was there. He was in the band from '94 till '99, oh, yeah. so he was there when it was all coalescing into what it would eventually become. And he obviously was a, not only knows what the band is supposed to be, but was part of one of the people. Right. You know, making the band become what it is. So, yeah, sure. Um, and he's very familiar with doing concept stuff with Impaled and with his other band. He always asks him to not name, right. um, even though everyone knows yeah. he's in the band. <laughs> or um, that band, you know, guys, if you, you know, don't know what we're talking guys. about, you'll you know what we're talking about. Let's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I worked with him uh, as far as a lot of the, the lyrical stuff and and the. Kind of pacing of the story, and 
story and, and this and that. And he was just a really, you know, just a great collaborator to have as a, as a sounding board and sure. sort of throw ideas off of, you know. Oh, yeah. And hearing his sound back, like his vocals, you know, the other guys that have been in there uh, after him were great, too, and they kept that, that vibe of Exhumed. It hasn't gone away at all. It's still always been there. The sound has been great. Uh, but to have him back, it's definitely noticeable, um, his presence in the band and his sound really, it's nice to hear also, definitely. As a no, older I, I feel the same way. It, to me, it just, it sounds more like exempt. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, oh yeah. That's the only way I could describe right. it. Like, oh, there's my voice, there's Ross, is there? It's something like exempt. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, when I first heard it, you know, the the Defenders of the Grave song, and you hear his vocals back on there, you know, it's really the first time any of us have heard it you know, in a long time, like his vocals on, on Exhumed. So when I initially heard the song, I was like, this is this is great, you know. So it was a breath of fresh air, you know, uh, to hear. Not to say Exhumed is back. I mean, you guys never left. I've, I've liked every record you guys have put out, and uh, the Doctor has too as fans. Uh, but as a longtime fan, this was definitely a, a nice a nice treat to hear the this new record is what it's coming to be. It sounds fucking great. I love that you've got it coming out on the Friday the 13th, too. It's awesome. Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> Yeah, we had the October time frame, and then Relapse hit me up. They're like, yeah, there's a Friday the 13th in October. Should we release it then? I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> I mean, they're just nice. They're, they're very respectful that way. They, they actually asked me. But, I mean, you know, it was like a no-brainer. Like, of course, yes, let's do this. Thank you for noticing. Oh, I yeah. I would have looked at the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> now, the artwork, who did the uh, artwork for it? Because I love the, the visuals. Um, the cover art was done by Orion Landau, who's actually, he's the Relapse House artist guy, um, and he did the Decapitator Storm Before the Calm record for us. Nice. So, Alright, okay. Um, <coughs> so I knew he was, a, he was a good painter, and, um, you know, again, we just, Orion and I are about the same age, and we've done each other for a long time, and I told him what we were going for and he was like, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> nice. Like, just, you know, make it look like a fucking poster that would be in a mom and pop video store in the horror section. Yeah, in, sure. You know, in the 80s. <laughs> that's what he came up with. Perfect. And it's quite cool because if you look closely at the cover, you'll see all the band members in that little picture. Yeah. The inset picture as well. <laughs> um, that's crazy. And we have, I guess you guys haven't seen the whole, the, the whole release yet. Right. But in the, in the actual booklet uh, or the LP fold-out, um, we have interior illustrations by a guy named Lucas Ruggieri, and they're very detailed, like, line art, kind of, uh, you know, kind of along the lines of, like, a Bernie Wrightson, but more line and less shading. Sure. Yeah, anyway, we, have, we have illustrations for each song, and it kind of goes along with a, you know, whole narrative story aspect of the record, so. Awesome. A, yeah, I saw those today. We put them on the page. I thought they looked really cool. The The... I didn't know they were for each song. That's really cool. We, Corey and I both still buy physical media, so we're like chomping at the bit to get it Friday. So yeah. uh, okay, because I was like, why didn't like here's like give me the record? Like I was kind of confused about that. Yeah, we but, okay. We have yeah. That, we're, we're trying to get that worked out at some point. We'd like to get the records to uh, right because there's no physical promos anymore. Yeah. No, no. So, so we we're happy to buy it, man. It gives us something to get you guys to sign and. I like collecting stuff I have since well, I was got, a kid. Well, you got, when so. we're talking about this artwork stuff, like part of what draws us in, even if you're not a fan of a certain band or whatever, the artwork is always going to get you. You know, it's, it's like, this looks really cool, and you'll listen to it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But 
something like this, you're a horror fan, and you're a fan of Exhumed, like, you buy it for the fucking, for everything, for the bits and pieces, you know? It's just... Yeah, we've, we've really tried to, to make this album sort of, uh, just to, to work on a bunch of levels, you know, to, to work, you know, if you just want to hear this, that's great, if you want to... You know, hear the songs and, and read the lyrics. There's right. more there. And yeah, you're telling a story. The, you know, the lyric sheet. Right, right. And within the lyric sheet, there's also because it's based on a true story. There's a lot of uh, historical quotes and kind of yeah. you know pull from newspapers of the time and stuff like that. So it's kind of a and you know we're hoping that people will get the record, sit down, put it on, and then read the lyrics along and look yeah. at pictures and you know there's there's there's, there's an opportunity. Definitely. In this world that we're trying to craft, and so, it, it, it comes out October thirteenth, and you know it's it's uh, Friday the thirteenth, so it's very special. It's a good time of year. And I think a lot more people now are nostalgic, but they're also younger generations like myself get more and more into horror movies itself and really enjoy that kind of realm of, of art. And I think dropping like that, this exhumed record at this time. Friday the 13th in October I think it really says a lot and having that music around and the art that that's really cool and I think more people will indulge in that because of uh, the resurgence and all this and the with the horror and everything I think it's a really good uh, time for this and I think it's really uh, I neat. hope you're right yeah <laughs> I hope so because you know it's, I like to personally indulge in the season and, and Halloween it's like my favorite time of year so uh you know, I think I think that Exhumed record will do a lot as far as the artwork itself is very cool. So if somebody's shopping around for Halloween and they see that Exhumed record sitting there, you know, it's like, pick it up, fucking buy it, give it a shot. Well, of course people are going to get... Right, it's, a, it's what they call a, uh, a synergistic marketing opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> Damn right. Oh, and <laughs> Matt, the new Exhumed is my album of the month for October on our page. So this. Oh, thank you guys so much. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And the expulsion so, one was your was ours as well. So. Yeah, that was that was a while back. So a while back, yeah. <laughs> I, this is a year that you can't get away from me. <laughs> yeah, man. You're and, and speaking of that, uh, what's what's going on with the uh, gruesome right now? Uh, we just got, I believe, the very last pieces of the recording finished for our new record, which will be out uh, for next summer. Excellent. Um, awesome. So we're going into the spiritual healing realm on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. That's our favorite territory. I'm very, I'm very excited to be able to get this one out because we get to stretch out a little bit more musically and sure. do some more intricate stuff. And, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's a lot of fun. And, I don't know. I, I, I put a smile on my face when I listen to the pre-production. So yeah, that's I, awesome. I think it'll be good. Yeah, that's exciting. You're a very inspired person, but you also do it well, and you, you kind of don't just add a new spin on it, but we really appreciate the musicianship you put forth into all these records, and uh, you know, you're definitely at the forefront of, of all this shit, and I think it's awesome, so thank you. For oh, that. Thank, you thank you, guys. That's very nice to hear. I mean, I just, you know, I just look at it as, uh, you know, I just want to keep working, and um, yeah. while I'm able to, you know, I always had all these silly ideas like oh, wouldn't it be cool if blank and now I kind of have the the means to follow through on those ideas and I feel like I would be really foolish not to you know follow through on as many as I possibly can and, yeah, that's and a good you know, way to try look my at hand it. at it sure man 
and it, it definitely pays off at least for us listening to it. It's a uh, it's good stuff. So guys, definitely keep up with gruesome news and uh, look out for that. We've got the spiritual healing era coming. That's some good shit. That's that's our bread and butter right there. That's yeah. my favorite. It's my favorite death record in my opinion. Um, now you guys got some touring coming up for the for Death Revenge Exhumed. Um, so November first is that the first day of the? Yeah, yeah we do. Uh, we're doing a week with the with the Black Dahlia Murder Suffocation and uh, Trevor Bird. It's a sick package, man. Necron That's nasty. It's a nasty package. It's awesome. Love the Black Dahlia Murder yeah. guys. Suffocations are boys and Crepid Births to shit. So, oh yeah, that's. Have you guys heard that Necron album yet? No, not yet. This year? Uh-uh. Dude, you guys gotta hear that record. It's fucking good. As I've heard this year, like, no, it's, it's awesome, man. Fucking, it's really good. I'll check it out for sure. So yeah, we, we do that for a week, and then we uh, come home for a week, <laughs> and then <laughs> nice. we start our headlining tour for three weeks. With, with uh, archaic. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. And you'll yeah, you, so, <clears throat> Oh, I was just gonna say you'll you'll see me, I'll be I'm coming down to the Atlanta show and then the next night Corey you'll see Corey and me at the uh if you guys are doing that Johnson City show or whatever, so Oh killer, awesome. Yeah, so. Johnson City's actually pretty cool. We played there before and I was like, Where the fuck like where are we? Why there's like a railroad here? track and then there's a venue. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the venue's cool. It was actually, like really fun, and it turned out really good, and we had a good time, and it was it was a really fun day. So, right. yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll play anywhere. <laughs> that, yeah. that five twenty nine club in Atlanta, I've never been there. Where I'll be seeing you there, I've never been there before. I don't think I have either, but I'm not sure. I don't know if it's a new, it club looks cool. Or... It looks really small, so awesome. Get more intimate, kind of like the Earl. If you've ever been there, it looks kind of like the Earl. Yeah, the Earl's cool over there. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, I'm all about, like, I, it, I, there's nothing worse than playing a show in a, a huge room, you know, when you have a good turnout, when we get, like, you know, 250 people, but you're playing in a fucking room that holds a thousand, you're like, well, no, this yeah. could be a good show. Like, I can I see how clean the floors are back there, you know. <laughs> yeah. we, we want to uh, we, we play to, to, a full, to a full room. Sure. If it's a smaller room, and then that way... Yeah, it's about the energy exchange. You know, yeah. It's much more direct in your face. You People know? get more crazy when they're cramped in, too, and they got loud music in front of them. They Absolutely. You tend to have a better show from the stage itself looking out. You're like, oh, yeah, these guys are into it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what what that club's like in Atlanta. I've never been there. I've asked some fun, but it's, it's, it should be cool, man. <clears throat> I'm excited to get to see you guys back to back and uh, maybe get you and Ross together to do an interview, maybe watch a movie or something like we did with him when we first had him on the show. That would be super fun, yeah. I think um, the thing that I'm stoked about is doing the headlining tours and allow us to uh, to play a lot more, obviously. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. The Black Dahlia dates, we're only playing, I think, 30 minutes. So oh, yeah. um, we're basically going to play like, you know... Three new songs and then three old songs and then just get the fuck out of there, you know. Which, uh, <laughs> doing uh, <clears throat> doing these shows, we're really going to be able to kind of like stretch out, That's pretty good play catalog, a lot of new material, yeah. yeah, and then also dig into a lot of the stuff that you know people expect to hear, and hopefully a couple surprises from the from the basement, you know. Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. We're definitely looking forward to it and uh, catch up with uh, Exhumed on tour. 
ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Yep. Uh, one night with the doctor, and then the next night with the doctor and Gorecrust. <laughs> hanging out with Ross and Matt. Be fucking awesome. And Phantasm Podcast will be in your neck of the woods for two nights, maybe. So there you go on that. Be, t- <laughs> be sure to check out our tour dates. <laughs> but yeah, check <laughs> Keep up to date on the Exhum page and check if tour dates when they come to your town and definitely go give these guys a shout, buy them a fucking beer, buy their record. It'll be out by the time you see them. That's Revenge this Friday. That's Revenge. Get the hot and sexy LP. It looks really nice. Gatefold. It's really beautiful. Uh, Vinyl's coming back, so pick it up. It's got some nice artwork in there. And then uh, last thing I want to talk to you about since it's the season. Do you... uh, Are you heavy indulged into... uh, like Halloween and all that? I assume you do. A lot of horror movie watching? Well, this year, um, we're going to be driving up to Seattle on Halloween. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So it's dreary and dark. Be our, <laughs> yeah, driving into the rain, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we won't be having too much, but I mean, it, it's kind of a bummer because I really like to, to play a show on Halloween. It's always fun. Oh, yeah. You know, you get to, we usually try to do some kind of gag. When we were out with Dying Fetus, we ended up, uh, we dressed up as a glam band, so that was really fun. <laughs> uh, That's just amazing. Just kind of last song, like we had a, you know, we had a little break where we could kind of go in the back and change our outfits real quick. And, and That's amazing. Come out, play half of a Motley Crue song, and then our last song, and get off the stage. You guys did it perfectly. You did a fucking set, you know, wardrobe change, and there you go. Damn. <laughs> Right, that's, you know, perfect. our wardrobe riders in your <laughs> You're like, yeah! That's perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, like, whenever you're not busy and you do plan stuff out, do you do, like, the marathons where you put on horror movies? So I've, I do that every year when I have time. I'll put on, I'll just watch a shit ton of horror movies, and, you know, even though I do anyway, but... I was gonna say, isn't that just like your normal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say. It's like, oh wow, Corey Gorechrist watches horror movies. No shit for Halloween. Really? Um, you know, for Halloween, it's, you know, I try to watch them. From year to year, I think. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I'll watch a bunch of stuff, and then sometimes I don't really end up doing much. Just it just kind of depends how busy I am with with other stuff. You know right. what I mean? Um, like at this time of year, I don't even put football. Like, yeah, sometimes I just kind of go into like hermit mode, and especially <laughs> living in California, it's not like the weather changes that much. You yeah, know? Right. it's like oh, it's not as warm as it was last month by like five degrees. It's still sunny every day, so right. you know what I mean. Like I don't get some of those external cues, and, and I kind of if I'm working on a record or something, I, I kind of just focus on that and like forget about Christmas, Halloween, my wife. Dog, you know. Yeah. My wife loves it. She thinks it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, so I, I kind of, I kind of go into that mode. And this year, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I think it would be cool because honestly, like so I, I don't watch a lot of newer horror movies, and I just right. saw The Witch finally, which isn't even new at this point. I just finally saw it, and I fucking loved it. Did you? And yeah. Like, Millie from Creator spoke very highly of that. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. It's, the atmosphere is amazing. Like the, it's very different. The yeah. Scripting is great. You know, but then I need to like watch some horror movies. You know, like, yeah. I just uh, I'll do a few spurts where I watch a bunch of the classics, and then I kind of just you know. Yeah, throw some new ones in there. Uh, I watched uh, the Belko Experiment. Very awesome, like a battle royale style. Uh, okay. Super fucking gory. If you're into that, it's got a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in that movie for sure. You would you would enjoy it. 
I was going to say, you guys should email me some recommendations because, I will. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of clueless sometimes. <laughs> My problem is, like, I, before I got into horror movies, like, I grew up with, like, a huge Marvel Comics nerd, like, Oh, yeah. Huge. Both of us, yeah. yeah. And, and, I still got mine, right too. now, right now, between watching, like, The Flash, The Arrow, Supergirl, uh, The Gifted, The Runaways, like, all the Netflix Marvel shows, and all the Marvel and DC movies, like, yeah. I so much time just watching comic book stuff I'm like I can't watch any more TV like yeah. I just can't watch any more movies or TV like I have no time because then I gotta watch the Raider game on, and then I'm right. like just like no no more TV I need to like <laughs> go outside I need to go running I need to play guitar I need to do something besides sit here right. so I'm getting out of touch you guys need to hook me up with some good recommendations sure yeah uh, if you haven't seen the Batman and Harley Quinn movie that movie's fucking awesome too so just to get you back in the super <laughs> I know. I see that. I always wait until there's like streaming somewhere, or, you know, something go on sale or something. Because right. there's that one, and there's like a Teen Titans versus Justice League one. Yeah, that one was good. Titans, yeah. uh, uh, Judas Contract. I was a big Marvel Wolfman, George Perez, Teen Titans fan when I was a kid. Oh yeah, as well. So um, you know, I got too many fucking nerdy hobbies. And stuff <laughs> like I have and to do all of them. And the, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> send you some recommendations. Uh, for you, what do you have for recommendations for fans wanting to do their own little Halloween thing? What are just any any era, whatever? What are some must-watch I mean, I horror would, films? I always go back to you know the the Italian stuff like Phenomena and uh, Suspiria, and of course the Beyond and uh, Gates of Hell or the City of Living Dead or whatever you want to call it. And, oh yeah, uh, all that stuff. Uh, you know, demons or um, deep red and then you know I like sort of the American stuff that has a little bit more of a sense of humor like Reanimator and From Beyond and Evil Dead 2 oh, yeah. I mean those are all the movies that when I was a teenager or even younger like really grabbed me you know and I right. love you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is, is great because it's so funny I yeah. mean Texas Chainsaw obviously is amazing oh, yeah. the sequel is great because it has a completely different really zany vibe and it's like super fun it's very and fun think, to look you know, at too it's got it's very vibrant for a horror movie compared to the other one it's so grueling and it just the last one feels like there's just so much sun in your face like you can actually feel the heat when you're watching it because of how like uh, intense the filming was for that you can kind of feel that in the original and then the, the second one's like so light but it's got its own color to it it's very strange but it's it's good right right it, it does have a whole like very lively color palette whereas the, yeah. the first one you feel like you know the whole thing is like covered in a layer of, of grime and you have yeah. to take a shower oh, yeah. after watching the movie which is a, an amazing cinematic feat sure but uh uh you know I love Phantasm Phantasm 2 was also killer it the is. first two Hellraiser movies and you know I actually recently rewatched Hellraiser 3 love and I was it. like I used to hate that movie and I was like this is pretty good like it's that's not that bad at all it's funny you mentioned that I had a friend tell me recently they're like Hellraiser 3 sucks and I was like when's the last time you watched that they're like well it was a long time ago I was like go back and watch Hellraiser 3 because that movie is awesome yeah I mean I saw it in the theater that's how long ago I saw it that was the last time I saw it <laughs> it's you know it's a, it's, it's a that's Doug Bradley's favorite film it's fucking, series did you know it's that it's fucking Death Angel too wow it is that's his favorite when I, when, when I met him a couple years ago that was that's his favorite movie if you're a Thrash oh, fan you got the first one and the third one 
he he did not apparently like doing the second one. So. Huh. And he feed, he's like feeding that the fucking women to that obelisk. It's fucking nasty. That got, yeah, that goddamn that statue. Yeah, it's, yeah it's fucking cool. That's just so fucking cool. I think the, 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 the first one is almost like really serious, and then the second one has just a little bit of campiness, and yeah. then the third one embraces the campiness. It kind of turns into the skin a little bit, yeah. which is what I didn't like about it when I saw it the first sure. time. Yeah. When, the, when the camera sent it by, it's like, we were ready to do your close-up, and I was like, oh, God. Now <laughs> fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But watching it again... I was like, this is actually like quite a cool movie. Like, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good shit. And then not to go off the subject, but I did the same thing. Where you go back and watch stuff, you get an appreciation for it. Initially, when I first watched it, and I was young when it came out, when I watched Batman and Robin, I couldn't stand it. But then going back and watching it now, I fucking love that Batman and Robin movie. It's just so I ridiculous. I can't do it. I think I, I understand. I, I understand what they were. I, do it. I understand what they were trying to do with do it, it, and I get it. And I guess it just makes me laugh because of how bad it is. But it's you know. Well, I, I remember seeing it in the theater. And see, in a the theater, remember, it would piss me off because you wasted money. <laughs> but if I see it on TV, I'm like, yeah, I watch it. You know, it's funny. I didn't. Here's the thing. I like. There's a lot that's kind of bad about that movie, but what I personally enjoyed about it. I don't know if I would say it's a good movie, but there's elements of it that I dig. Is, is that it harkens back to the 60s TV show. Yeah, and that's what I, I understand they were trying to do that, and it, it worked, but it's right. also kind of... I love the 60s TV show. I, oh, I, yeah, it's great. It. It's good stuff. Like, I love, like, there's something about, like, the fucking... The, in every episode, the, the villain tends to have, like, a, a hench girl that's, like, really attractive. Yeah. And I can, I can look at Yvonne Craig on the Bat Cycle, like, all day long. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I, I was a huge fan of that show growing up. You know, I, I was born in 75, so that was, that was a show that was in reruns, you know, when I was right. a little kid. Same here. And, of course, it's a show that you can show your little kid, you know, like, yeah. fine for a three-year-old to watch. Yeah. So that and, like, the Spider-Man cartoon from the 60s, I just remember watching... Constantly, oh, yeah, right. you know, whenever it was on TV. So I, I appreciated in Batman around him that they that they did some callbacks to that, right. and it was totally different in tone. But I mean, the thing is, the tone had gotten so ridiculous in those movies anyway. They yeah. were unintentionally spoofing themselves, <laughs> and then that movie kind of spoofed itself right. unknowingly. You know, which people hated. Sure. It's like not like I love it or hate it. It's more or less a middle ground where I'm like, you know well, what, I get it. You, I, I could see where, you, with you being younger, maybe it's like a little Whoopi movie or something. I mean, I like the... Not even that. I, well, no, I, I mean, it here, here, here. I like the Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. A lot of people are like, that's horrible. It's I'm like, like I grew up with it. It's, it's bad. No, it's bad, but it's... <laughs> it's, it's I like watching that stuff, you know, like the bad I like shit. Masters of the Universe, the movie. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's good. <laughs> it's not, but it's I like, fun. I actually like the take on the story because right. it's the, the take that they did on the story is really similar to the, the Jack Kirby Fourth World Saga, where there's these absolutely good and absolutely evil beings in space. The battle comes to Earth because they're looking for something. You know, that was a, kind of a novel storyline when Kirby did it in the early seventies. Oh yeah, and Mass, what Masters of the Universe the film did was really quite similar to that. Sure. I'm not saying it was well executed, but it was interesting. <laughs> right. And, you know, the thing is that if they had tried to stay true to the cartoon, it, the movie would have been even more asinine. Right. You know, 
we know. Difficult to imagine. Maybe we should anyway. watch that. Maybe that should be our movie. We, watch. <laughs> we just watch yeah. A-Man. Like we just watch Masters of the Universe. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> I, would, I will absolutely come and watch Masters of the Universe with you guys. <laughs> that's what we'll I'll do. Even buy, I'll even buy some beer. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what we'll, we'll on, watch. <laughs> what if Ross will be into watching Masters of the Universe with us? <laughs> come on, Ross. You told us it was your favorite movie, so. <laughs> hey, Ross said we'll have some good things to say about Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing you guys and uh, definitely look forward to having the record in our hands and, and, and listening to it and fucking jamming out. And um, We really appreciate uh, you coming on and doing this with us. This has been fucking great, man. Yeah, man, this is oh, awesome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Hey, what's up? This is Matt from Exhumed, and you're listening to the Fantasm Podcast. Awesome. Fuck yeah, man. Well, we will we'll see you. I'll see you in Atlanta, and then we'll both see you in Johnson City, and I'm get Death's Revenge, everybody. It comes out Friday, fucking Friday the 13th. It's fucking awesome, and dude, it's been a fucking honor. Yeah, this is Interview number two. Uh, okay. This was awesome. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I look forward to the next one, guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, cheers, guys.